Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. You stole my line. What? Oh. I was going to say hi. <laughs> now <laughs> I got to come up with something. Only one of us is allowed. God, the pinnacle of originality. Might as Yoga well just or something. Well, yeah, you'll Aloha. be watching the Co-Optional Podcast. Thank you very much for watching. We'll see you next week. Good night. Yeah, that's it. We're done. Yeah. Pretty much. That's all you're getting. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, we're going to need at least $5,000 more on the Patreon before we give you any more words today. That's just how it is. Um, uh, look, if that's what we got to do, that's what we got to do. We don't actually have it's a Patreon. The, it's for the good of the podcast, guys. There is no Patreon. No, don't I'll, go looking for a Patreon. That uh, doesn't well, exist. Well, I mean, you could look for the animator's Patreon. He has one. Yeah, go to the animator's Patreon. Yeah, speaking of which, actually, I think, uh, yeah, he just passed $1,000 per video. That's really cool. That's yeah. fantastic. That's amazing. Oh, that's, yeah, that's really, fantastic. really cool. Yeah, yeah thank, thanks to everyone that donated to that. That's really generous. Was I sh We should be getting a video from him hopefully any day now, so... Either that or he's, well, I would say he's run off with all the money, but since he doesn't get paid until he makes the video, I, I don't think that's a very good plan, all things considered. <laughs> that's, that's one of the high points of Patreon. Yes, that, that is true. Like, unless I make a video, I'm not getting paid, so yeah. I gotta make this video. He's run off with the money, it's too late. Yeah, I, I do like the fact, though, he that he- uploads stick figures, like an awful animatic. He's like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I do the like the fact that he's spending a lot more time on them now, though. Money. Apparently, he was being really rushed at Polaris to do one a week, and he's like, no, I'm gonna- do it every two weeks, and I'm going to make sure it's got lots of detail in it. It was really nice. I'm like, cool. That works for me. That's good. That's, yeah. That's, that's good. Yes, that thing. Not a, I'm not it's, a fan of those. No. That sounds like work to me. An awful lot too much like work. Oh, thank you. Well, you are watching the Co-Optional Podcast for the 9th of December, 2014. Christmas is in the air. Christmas is in my fucking window. Holy <laughs> yeah. shit. So, it, it, being the fancy people that we are, we live in a neighborhood where everyone's sort of a bit competitive about the Christmas lights. So, <laughs> so you know, we uh, because I'm not adept at climbing on roofs in my current state or ever, we decided, you know, we'll get a, get a company to set this stuff up. So, they did that this morning. It's like, great, it's going to all be done before the podcast. So, I undo the blinds, as I usually do, to let a bit more natural light in. And there's not a lot of natural light in here, because honestly, it's... I'm in a little uh, loft office. Well, it's not that little, but it's it's a vaulted ceiling office above the house. It's got one little window. I open the fucking window. What do I see? Fucking wreath. Giant wreath of holly. That's all I see. It's like, great. I'm For a month, I am smothered in darkness and misery. Thank you, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Taken I mean, out of context. The true Christmas spirit. Indeed. Right? Yep, that is it. Jesse Cox, welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. How's it going? I am delighted, delighted to be back. Uh, I'm not sure what that means, but well, I mean, you weren't gone last week, if I recall correctly. You I know, I know. I don't know. Look, I don't know where I was going with that. I think mentally back. Uh, for the first, I don't know, 26 seconds of this episode, I was busy finishing a daily and wow. So mentally, I wasn't here, but I pretended well like I was, and that is good enough for me. I'm going to admit it. The temptation for me to play more Goblins vs. Gnomes during the show is high, but I'm, I'm avoiding it. I'm doing my best to avoid it. Dodge, welcome to the show. You sometimes play that game as well. Are you playing WoW play too as well now? I've, been told. I've started playing WoW as well. I've oh, been playing shit. it with my cousin. I know. It's Did you boost intense. or are you doing the whole thing? So I have one character that I'm taking like all the way through very slowly. And then I have a character that I boosted, boosted. so that I can play yeah. with my family. So cool. yeah, it's all like the difference between 
like starting as a BB and starting being like kind of powerful already is so big because I was like, oh my God, I know how to do so many things. I look super cool. Like it's very gratifying. <laughs> Indeed. Our special guest today, I believe third time guest on the show. Some know him by the moniker, the name of 10th rate Billy Corgan. He oh, is man. Northern Lion. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Now that that Tonight. picture of Billy Corgan with, like, the, the cat has gone viral, I feel like a 10th-rate Billy Corgan is a lot worse than it was, like, six months ago. Yeah, uh, I've been saving... I mean, last time I called you Discount Moby, I've been saving this one for a special occasion. <laughs> Discount Moby! <laughs> I, Somebody on the subreddit uh, compared me to Carl Pilkington, and then to your subreddit's community's credit, somebody was like, no, no, Carl Pilkington, his head is an orange, Northern Lion is more like an egg. So I appreciate <laughs> standing up for me. It's good. I'm ready. Uh, yeah. Unlike some of the some of the hosts, I'm not tempted to play anything else. I'm 100% present, ready to give my A game. Oh, damn. Let's do this. That's because the competition I'm is out I'm on the streets and the competition is in I'm here. Out. Yeah. I'm out. I'm going to be doing dailies. He doesn't count because he's in a perpetual state of playing Binding of Isaac Rebirth. Like, just 100% of the time, it's like, this isn't me gaming. This is my daily life. <laughs> yeah, this is, for this is shit. like my break right now. I have a reason not to play the Binding of Isaac wow. today. Amazing. It hurts a little bit, but I imagine I'll get does. over it. How's the withdrawal? <laughs> it, it's a little shaky. Yeah. Mm, understandable. Dude, Rebirth is fun, though. Mm-hmm. Real good. Right? Yeah. It's like the best, basically. Yeah. All right, so you, you two have played it. <laughs> yes. So I'm, let's let's get right into that. It's basically the best game it's ever. It's like the best. So. <laughs> it's like the best. All right, so let's let's get into that, because I... I'm going to be honest, you know, I, I didn't like Binding of Isaac, and I'm not, like, mm. big into the roguelites anyway. Oh, that is not where that window needs to be. There we go, fix that. Oh. It's okay, don't worry, guys, minor technical issue. Anyway, fixed. So, I'm not really into Binding of Isaac, so when I saw Rebirth was coming out, I was, you know, I wasn't really too fussed, but obviously the original was in a 4x3 flash window. So, Correct. it wasn't exactly, like, brilliant. And then it came out, and you have played so far 123 episodes, and you are milking this game for all it's worth. And I respect that, yeah. because I do the same thing with Hearthstone. So I totally respect that. So you two, talk about Rebirth. Like, why, what, what's better? You know, why is it as compelling as it is? Why are there almost 100,000 people watching every episode that you play? Well, I mean, like, it's, it's more... Everybody keeps thinking that it's just a reskin, and it's not a reskin. It's like... They've added so much more to it. The art style is different. I don't know. I I I think that it's really engaging in a lot of ways. There are things that I that I miss about the first one, and I'm trying to think of specifics. There's just kind of like it's different enough where it feels like I'm playing a different game. I don't know. I don't know how you feel, Ryan, but for for me, it's the fact that it's so it's done in this new engine that's not Flash, which actually makes a lot of the stuff that should have been possible in the original one possible so if you get two items and one of them is like it makes your bullets home and the other one makes them into like big triangles or something like that that go through enemies they actually work in conjunction with one another now mm -hmm. so the, it, it's not just like well one of those doesn't work because one of them overrides it so one or the other these, yeah yeah i love that i love that it's like oh man now not only do we have all of these different choices and builds that wind up happening as you play the game but things also like combine to create completely different stuff i think that's awesome yeah, exactly. Like, it used to be you'd say, like, oh, every run's different because it is. You get different items. But usually it was like you got one prevailing kind of, like, shot type, and that just made your run whatever it was. Now every run really is different because of the combinations. And it's got 
New Amiga again, the game's harder and more items it goes further. There's like branching paths and stuff like that. It's really good. You should try it. Yeah, you should try it, guys. <laughs> God, they're both one's just playing Hearthstone and one's out. playing World oh, of no, Warcraft. No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't. I'm, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not. Hey, I'm I've got to actually channel. run this show. There's some production involved in this. I can't play hard. I mean, I guess <laughs> if I got my iPad, I could. That's an idea. I, I could I, get my iPad. Stop. I was doing math. Know. Okay. I was trying to figure out mathematically the percentage of videos that are Binding of Isaac Rebirth versus anything else on your channel, and it's it's very high. At least 67. Per maybe. 66.6%. I'm going to go that far. Repeating, of course. Repeating, of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, for this month, I've been doing like three to four Rebirth episodes a day, and then some, at least one or two of other stuff, sometimes more. And they're getting watched as well. Like, usually, uh, prevailing wisdom yeah. is you can't saturate that much because the diminishing returns are huge. Not for <laughs> fucking you, they aren't, apparently. <laughs> I, I don't know how the hell you're pulling that. You have really... Holy my God. In the last two days, you have released 17 videos. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Wait, that, that doesn't like, seem right. No, you have. According to this, you were like, if, uh, if I go like back to two days ago, which and the last episode you released two days ago was Art of War, episode 35 for European of Solace. So you've got then 16, 17, 18, 19 videos. 19. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot. That's insane. Like, to be fair, one of those thing, is a minute long announcing my stream. Why didn't you delete that after it was done? I really should. That YouTube money, you dog. You don't get any YouTube money from that. Come on. I've come too far. He's gone. That's the problem. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that's on the level that usually, and this is kind of, we're doing our old inside baseball thing. Let's talk about YouTube metrics, guys. It's, that is the level where people would unsub for channel spam. Like at that point, well, it's that a Canadian thing. They're just being very polite, <laughs> and what I what I think is because really he's got nowhere to go. Like, <laughs> what's he gonna do? Go outside? No. So he can put out 19 videos in two days or whatever the hell nonsense. It's very is. true. That's intense. Yeah. I yeah. like that you say that, Jesse, as though you and I leave our houses, which we know is not true. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm but I'm very very lazy. <laughs> so two videos a day is the best you're getting out of me. I got a, I got other things to, to dick around with and play. I spent a lot of time reading video game news. Guess what? There's not a lot of it. No, it's all no, like, there's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's all garbage. I'll tell you this: yeah. like, if there's gonna be a month where you need to be flooding those sub boxes, this is it because December is cracking for ad revenue. There's no doubt. Like, we want to sell children cracking. plastic things, so we're gonna we'll pay you lots of money to do it. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I still don't like Binding of Isaac, though. I gotta, it's just, it's it something about, I mean, I don't like roguelites at the best of times, but it's something about the art style that I just can't get over. The aesthetic, I, I'm not a fan of. It's a little bit too gross out for my Isaac! liking. So, <laughs> it's a shame, because it's obviously a really cool game, but that it's just that one hang-up. I can't get over it. I can't. But I gotta say, like, I think my roguelite of the year up to this point is probably Ziggurat. Like I still that, that, so yeah. good. It's, oh, it's so they just fun. updated it with more content. They're they're continuing to really? put new room types and shit in. It is good. I love Ziggurat. It is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I'd say close People second, can... probably um, Abyss Odyssey. Just in terms of how beautiful that game is, 
And again, they update that as well. And they've got this this strange thing going on where every time the seal is broken and it counts like how many people have done it, they change shit in the game, which I thought was really cool. And it, it gives people this sort of, we're all working together towards a goal community feel. I think it's pretty mm -hmm. neat. I'm actually Everybody keeps telling me, it's like to play Ziggurat. You told me to play Ziggurat. But the reason I can't is because I'm putting out 19 by 19 by videos, videos every three today, days. <laughs> yeah, Ziggurat like is though. good. Dude, it's it's so really nice. Though. It is. Can I ask a question? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When do you stop? <laughs> like when? When, when, when didn't <laughs> did you make the thousand? When do you beat it? When like, did when, you when to, does it end? You didn't get to a thousand episodes of the old one, did you? Uh, I got to like 980, 980 of the old one. So we're probably gonna beat well, that. You but there's just kept going until a thousand. Don't feed people that because I had to deal with you that. You should have kept going till a thousand. You should have really, kept going till a thousand. Really, you let us all you, right? you let us all down. It's all right. I'll, I'll hit a thousand rebirth, and it's never gonna stop because there's an no, expansion coming out next year. Jesus, and who knows? Maybe another remake after that. We can't stop now. We've come too far. <laughs> so this is backcountry. <laughs> Oh my! This is this isn't like an obsession. It's not like you're playing a game. It's like you're exercising demons. <laughs> the only way you can get through a day. This is a very is personal by thing. This game. Yeah, this is this is your outlet. Without it, I imagine you would go nuts. Yeah, that's probably true. Crazy. It's called it's, an addiction, Jesse. Oh no, I, that's no no no. Addictions where you like pay money, not get paid. So that's <laughs> completely different. I also I heard you bailed out on War of Mine. I haven't bailed out on it yet. Okay, here's what happened in that game. This is not spoilery. I had a moonshine still. So this War of Mine, I'm sure most people are familiar with. It takes place in like a civil war kind yeah. of war-torn economy yeah. in Europe. Anyway, not the American Civil War. That would be a little bit weird. Right, yeah. I had a, a moonshine still, so I was making all this moonshine. And then I would take it to the market. And there was one guy who, if I gave him one bottle of hard alcohol would fill up my inventory with whatever I That's wanted. That's a bug. Yeah, and I was like, this guy, I don't know if he's an alcoholic or something, I feel bad for exploiting him, but I need the wood, right? Like, give me the wood. And then people were like, oh, that's a glitch. You're expo exploiting a glitch. And then the next day I went back to the market on the same build, and as soon as I walked in, they just shot me. <laughs> and they were like, well, that's a bug too. And I was like, you know what? I gotta give gotta it a time to simmer. For a minute, yeah. Yeah, I, I ran into the market bug as well. I didn't realize it. I actually demonstrated it during the video and hadn't realized that this was the case. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I believe the market bug has been fixed now. I don't know about the getting shot part of it. That's I'm gonna I'm gonna say that was not a bug, and that was intentional <laughs> because it sounds to me like you found some poor drunk and exploited him, and the drunk's brother found you at the market and shot your ass because they have no yeah. wood. That's like during the day. They were like, God damn it, Marco. Like, you traded all our wood away. And he's like, oh, blah, blah. and then, yeah, they're like, we we're going to get her next time. She shot comes your back. ass. Like, this guy took advantage of our brother. Look, that sounds like a great game to me. Sounds real. I did not realize it was a glitch until like three days later when people started not commenting, being like, what's up with this? And I was like, yeah. well, I thought that was just, I was immersed. Yeah, it, it did seem a bit weird when I had that issue as well. I'm like, wow, I'm getting a lot of stuff out of this guy. That's considering how stingy people have been up to this point. That seems unlikely, but yeah, that's it's unfortunate. It's a it's a good game though. I mean, I wouldn't call I it like fun because it. it's not, <laughs> but it's compelling. Yeah, people kept asking me to play it on stream, and I was like, I feel like this is the sort of game where I'm gonna want to play it on my own. I don't know. It seems like it's a a bit more like 
if you're able to invest a lot of focus into it, it would be um, more not gratifying. That's not the word. But it feels like you'd get more out of it if you weren't, you more know, fulfilling. splitting your attention. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. It's it's not a complicated game. It's a fairly slow-paced game. But I, th- I would say that the one thing that is kind of cool when you're doing it uh, and you're streaming it to other people is that there are these kind of tragic moments that uh, I think the audience can get very invested in. So it actually makes it an interesting spectator experience. People will judge you based on they the moral will. choices oh, you make. Sure. Oh, yeah, they will. Absolutely. Oh, that's, what, that's what? your guy's problem. That's your guy's problem. I've already, I've already crossed that moral line. No one judges me anymore. <laughs> I, think- I make the choice that, that people want to make but they're afraid to make. I think it was during uh, during the WTF is we had uh, a really cool moment. Uh, Every now and again, when we do those videos, like something cool happens, like the Far Cry 3 video is legendary for the time when I was talking about recoil mechanics and then got eaten by an alligator that I didn't see coming. (laughs) I was in the middle of talking about this machine gun and then this alligator fucking jumps me. And I I credit the success of that video entirely to that moment. War of Mine was kind of the same where I, I killed what I thought was a bandit and it was just some innocent... Wormland's sister and she came down and cried over her body I was just like fuck here's the thing here's the thing kill the sister because you can't have her going around telling people that you're murderers I did loot her I've got to be honest she had good stuff (laughs) I don't look it's like just do it what the hell's the problem it's the it's the you it's look either you die or they die yeah, but it didn't have to be either way. That's that's the, the tragic thing about <laughs> it is when I didn't I miss it. The, it was actually a really interesting <laughs> idea because I I looked at the scene and I completely misinterpreted it. And we're gonna kind of get a bit existential here, but I think it was down to the fact that I was like everything is bleak, so I assumed the worst of the level that I was on. So I assumed this was some nasty bandit hideout. When actually, no, it was it was a family, and this woman was standing guard for her family. And I, I assumed right. the worst of somebody. And then I did something horrible. And that was a really profound moment for me. I thought that was... That is not the sort of thing I generally get out of video games. And yeah. that, that game gave me that. And I appreciate that a great deal. I think that was absolutely fantastic. At the same time, they might have had some really good stuff, though. He, she did. I mean, she had some good <laughs> stuff. Like... This, like if the game gives me the opportunity to inflict pain on fictional people to make my re- real life a little bit easier, I'll usually take that opportunity. That's all that's, that's I'm all I'm saying. Why was she standing guard? You only stand guard when you've got things <laughs> to protect. That's all I'm saying. Like her younger yeah, like crying her sister. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. What? what? Oh god. If you have to protect that sister, the sister is is useless. Oh my god, Jesse. She's just an extra mouth to feed. Uh, What? Get rid of her. You'll make it longer. What? What? I would be very interested in seeing Jesse play. Did did you play that? Have you played that one? I did play it, yes. Yeah. I did, and I did great. I invited people in. They hung out with me. I had a good time. No one died on mine. That's because I managed my people well. I know when to turn people away. Oh my. If they come looking for help, you got to say no. Get out. There's already four of us in here. We don't need another. Igor, get out. <laughs> so I wanted to play some Vita games this week because there's been a few good ones. Uh, there's been some that have like had mixed ratings, like Natural Doctrine, 
which is apparently a tactical What's RPG. That? It's a, it's like uh, people have described it as the Dark Souls of like tactical battle RPGs, and I find that really intriguing. And as a result, it's had mixed reviews because some people are like this is horribly unfair. This is really right. horrible. But I thought, that sounds interesting. And Freedom Wars, which is kind of a Monster Hunter esque game, uh, like one mm-hmm. of the biggest Vita releases this year. But I realized, fuck, I I assume that like I, I left it either at the hospital or at some hotel or whatever. I lost my Vita charger because I'm no! used to damn thing. I just, so that, it's okay. I'll order one from Amazon. This is what comes in the official box. There seems to be something <laughs> fucking missing, Sony. They don't give you the cable. Like, lit- you buy the charger, mm. and this is what you get. You don't get the cable that you need to connect to the fucking Vita. You have to buy that separately. I- fucking Sony. Like, proprietary memory cards, I can at least sort of understand. Because, you know, anti-piracy <laughs> method, yeah, they're milking you dry on them, okay. But I can get it. I can at least understand that. It's dickish, but I can get it. This is fucking bullshit. At no point does it ever tell you this. So I've now had to order the fucking cable in addition to that. So get, I'm not playing Freedom Wars today, I guess. I'm gonna have to wait for that. Jesus. Sony, Excellent fuck job, you. Sony. Maybe that's Excellent why there's job, only been seven Vitas sold ever, because you're a bunch of dicks. I have to admit, when you first pulled out whatever that device was, I thought it was a handgun. No. I, just, I was like, not, they sent you a gun. Oh, no, no, they sent that's, you a that's gun. Not in any way. Excellent. That's, <laughs> you wanna, that's a message. Yeah, it's like, oh, you bought a Vita? Might as well kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, no Vita. Did play, I played a little bit more Persona Q. Uh, my conclusion is, I this is not for me. Which yeah, I haven't of, touched it yet. I mean, I think it's in a weird position because to appreciate Persona Q fully, you've kind of got to have played the previous Persona games. But in doing that, you have an expectation of the kind of things that you will do in a Persona game, and you won't get them from Persona Q because all the social stuff that really makes Persona unique isn't there at all it's a dungeon crawler and it's very much like a train odyssey which is a dungeon crawler and you have to draw your own map and it's uh, that i don't like mostly because i lost my stylus yeah a train odyssey has always been about like you have to draw your map but like yeah the voice acting is cute and there's some really interesting lines but and the music's great i will get the soundtrack because the music is maybe the best persona music and persona has good music this has Mm. great music but the actual, you know, the it's a dungeon crawler. It's kind of cool, but it's not what I was looking for from Persona. Like, it's even less what I was looking for than what I got from uh, Persona 4 Arena, the fighting game. Mm. You know, oh, you didn't like Arena? No, I did. But I thought that you know, I got more from Arena than I did from Q. Mm. So, and even... You know, and even with Arena, it's like, well, it's it's in the Persona world, but all of the stuff that made things really interesting about Persona is kind of not there... Uh, oh, but yeah, still, I totally agree with that. But I mean, th- th- it helps that like fighting game is fucking awesome and really well put together. So I, I can live with that. But I-, I understand why Persona Q is the way that it is, but it's not for me, honestly. Mm. And that's the weird thing, because if you didn't play the Persona games, it's hard to appreciate it because you're like, who the fuck are these guys? You know, that you don't like, why is this? Why is this bear? Like, you don't even ask, why is there a bear here? You ask, why is this bear? And that's the sort of question you will have on your mind. So it's it's in a weird spot, Q, honestly. It's in a, it's in a very weird spot. I think it, if you played a train Odyssey and you liked it, you'll probably like Q. If you didn't, 
you you might have problems with it. So, mm, whatever. You might have a few problems. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame, but not not the worst thing. Are you playing anything else this week other than Binding of Isaac, Northern Lion? I see you've done a couple of Let's Look at as of late. <clears throat> yeah. So let's talk about another game that. If you've played it, I'm sure you probably dislike. I I finished the early access edition of I Am Bread. Ah, oh my god. Okay. I had a mental fucking breakdown <laughs> over that game on stream. I was just like, no. So Sorry, just say no. Continue. Just say continue. no. Continue. Before we like go it. on, it speaks volumes that when I search for I Am Bread, the people that come up are. PewDiePie, Markiplier, Toby Games, Game Grumps. Oh, it's totally, yeah. It's, it's YouTube uh, bait. It's PewDiePie. It's, it's PewDiePie, yeah. yeah. But like, but it's not, it's not an impossible game. It is like there, I found it interesting trying to figure out how to get, the concept of this game is that you're a piece of bread and you're trying to get to the toaster, right? Of course. Because so, it's pretty deep. Yeah, yeah it's real deep. So, you have to figure out the best route to get to the toaster because if you touch the floor, then you start to become inedible. And if you become completely inedible, then you lose. Um, so, like, <laughs> for some reason, it's totally cool for you to be on a skateboard. So, like, at of the course. very beginning of the game, you're on a table and you, like, kind of, like, inch your way over to the edge of the table. And then you, f if you, you know, line it up right, you fall onto a skateboard and you don't lose any hygiene points. But... I fucking like I lost it when I got all the way. I worked so hard. I got all the way to the toaster. I got inside the toaster the first time I knocked over the toaster and I couldn't get in. And I was like, <laughs> tried again, got to the toaster, got inside the toaster. The toaster popped me out and I still it wasn't done. I was like, oh, my God, I did it. I, I beat it. And then the toaster popped me out and I just laid there going, I don't know what I'm supposed to do next. So I threw myself into the litter box and let myself die. <laughs> The toaster popped me out. Yeah. <laughs> I, just wanna... I was so angry. I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? Well, it's like real life. The, the toaster only toasts you 70% of the it's way like on its first go. So you have to get the toast back in there for another half of one toast to get it done to perfection. No. You just need a better toaster. My toast is fucking awesome. You have no that idea. would just... work as well. Yeah. What? Later on, you toast your bread on a hairdryer, though. So this person, they're living in kind of a ramshackle situation. I think a premium <laughs> toaster is probably the least of their worries right now. Yeah, yeah. I, hey. I, think it's, I think it's fun. There's only four levels in the early access version, which is not a whole lot of gameplay, even though it's fairly early difficult. Access. But very much. <laughs> yeah. Yep. If you like Couldn't finish games, a game about where bread. you play as toast. Early access This version. is it. This is the end of video games as we know it. Oh, We're done. Know, compared to something, not to not to take shots at Goat Simulator, but compared to Goat Simulator, there's at least like mechanics at work here that are kind of fun in like a yeah. quappy kind of way. I'll take shots at Goat Simulator. Although simultaneously, I gotta say, the update that they've done, uh, Goat Simulator MMO, is a shitload more interesting. Like, they've yeah, actually they tried. Like. Yeah. I, I was highly critical of the original Goat Simulator, and I made the, my most hated video of the year was me criticizing Goat Simulator. And I stand yeah. by what I said to this very day, it's fucking bollocks. But what they've done with the MMO stuff, a lot funnier, a lot more stuff to do. I believe it's a free update, if I recall correctly. So, okay, cool. I, I can kind of dig it. 
I just, I had the problem with that game where it's a physics sandbox, but they forgot to put any toys in the sandbox. Like, there's right. no, nothing you can actually do with the physics engine. You just, like, have to do a set of challenges and hidden shit, and that's about it. And I found that infuriating. It's like, what? This is a complete wasted opportunity. That's another one. I don't know. For me, what I liked about Goat Simulator was, like, transforming into different, like, things. <laughs> Oh, like, like Satan Goat and things like that? Yeah, like, make it, like, it's the same sort of thing that I find really fun about Finding Isaac, is that the more the more items and the more abilities that you have, like, you look more and more different, like, it totally changes your appearance. And so I thought, I don't know, I thought it was really fun, like, putting in different combinations of things to make, like, crazy goats. I think uh, the, MM the uh, goat MMO simulator now has a lot more of that, like, you can pick classes and shit. So what? one of them yes. appears to be a microwave with legs. I don't know why that is, but it is. So Oh yeah, that's one of the classes, right? Is I microwave? believe so. Yeah. So I, I yeah, I mean I think that it's I, I might I might have another look at it. I'm gonna be honest. I might have another look at it because that update does seem to actually be kind of interesting. And I think that maybe I'll find the humor more palatable because they take shots at MMOs and obviously we've all played excessive amounts of those, so yeah. Okay. Can have a look at mm. that. But you're not not into Iron Bread. That's not not a thing so far for you. Or what do you reckon? I'm I'm kind of for it on a mechanics level, but it's probably not worth getting right now because it's far too short. If you're interested, there's no reason not to wait until there's more than like four levels in the well, game. Yeah, I, I mean, right uh, now. better get on that mount your fucking bread bandwagon immediately. You know, <laughs> I call it mount, mount your mount bread. Your, just... Mount your mount bread. Well, I mean, it is. Mount it's very. Bread, it uses kids. very similar to mechanics to mount your friends. My understanding it is. Does. Yeah. Uh, it does. Yeah. It is. If you're a YouTuber, you should have bought it last week. Well, yeah, because you want to milk that for as much as you can. It's over now. Right. It's yeah. over. I you missed have it. not. It's surprisingly not, not doing that well on Steam charts. Like, if you thought they, this is this is the strange thing because I think conventional wisdom has been if like PewDiePie and Markiplier and everyone play your game, that translates into a billion sales. Well, actually, maybe not. I mean, the all-time peak of players for I Am Bread is 419 concurrent. That's wow. not that many. I it's it right now there's only 206 people actually playing it. It you know and if you were compare that to who's there's playing There's nothing to play. Like it's not a yeah. game. There's nothing to people who play it they probably played it once and were like, "Well, that was a thing I did in my life." And they stopped cuz it's that not was me. a thing. That was me. I killed myself in the litter box and I said never again. Yeah. But I I'm not about to say that it's not a game. Well, no, you it have... is a game. It's quite clearly yeah. a game. Yeah. It has a failure state. It's a game. Simple as that. End of story. Yeah. But it's it's just like there's not a lot to it right now. But if you were to look at that on the Steam charts, that makes it the, I think, 370th most popular game on Steam right now. That's, for for all of the, like, big promotion that people like PewDiePie and Markiplier and uh, Toby Turner and everyone put behind games like that, that is translated into surprisingly few sales. Whereas I think it... something like Surgeon Simulator, mm. that, that got a lot of benefit. Huge yeah, amount of benefit. So that's intriguing uh, to me. I mean, why do you think that is? I mean, is it because people are less willing to buy into early access, or is it because they just didn't like the look of it? it um, it's probably hold on. <clears throat> yeah, a multi-factor situation where one, uh, more and more, PewDiePie, Markiplier, the guys who do a lot of <clears throat> uh, like corner face cam stuff. It has nothing to do with what they're playing. It's all about them. Like it progressively yeah. becomes oh, more and more about what they're doing. Totally. So their influence on getting people to buy stuff 
is starting to wane. Their viewership is increasing because people Both. care about what they're doing, yeah. but not about what the hell is is happening on screen. Um, also, we talked about this before, probably has to do with the fact that there's too much YouTuber bait out there now. It's it's constantly being flooded, and so people are catching on, and more and more people are seeing it as like, oh, it's it, it it's you know this is it, it's a game designed for YouTubers. Simultaneously. It's a game designed for YouTubers. So anyone who's not a YouTuber, what the hell are doesn't you going to... give a fuck. Yeah. yeah, why are you going to play it? So... Hey, that game doesn't look fun. This... It looks like yeah. suffering. And you want to see someone else suffer. It's schadenfreude. You, you don't want to suffer yourself. You know, where's the payoff? If you want to do that, you want to play something good like Dark Souls. Because at least you know there's a payoff from that. That's that's fulfilling. But I am bred? Blech. No. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird multi combination of stuff, and it just happens to be that uh, you see that in a lot of games that come out that those guys promote. Uh, you notice on a lot of indies, especially a lot of indie games. I'm glad Dodger totally gives any shits about this conversation. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. Next time you talk about anime bullshit, I, I'll be sure to just leave. I gave my two cents about this shit. I killed myself in the litter box. That's it. I will just. I'm just gonna. The next time you mention any anime game, I'm just gonna get up and walk out of the room. I'll be back okay. in five minutes. I hope you're. Re I hope you're ready because that's what I'm gonna talk Good. about. Good. I. I'm, I hope you're ready. What else have you yes, been playing I... this week, Mr. Northern Lion? All right. Uh, I beat Dragon Age after like 60 hours, and mm. I listened to what you guys said about what it. What do you think? I, it was like last week or two weeks ago. You guys were talking about it. Yeah. I. I pretty much completely agree that. The side quests are very, very weak and mm -hmm. repetitive and kind of rote. Um, although I did find myself by the end having a, a lot of fun just closing fade rifts over and over. But the main quest stuff is really, really good, I thought. Uh, and it'll, it'll definitely like factor into my year-end coverage. I was surprised by how much I liked that, having not played a traditional-ish RPG in like three years. Yeah, I'm still... Really like Sorry, uh, don't you go ahead. Oh, all I was saying was I really like Dragon Age. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Expand on the opinion. Um, it it makes me feel like I don't know. It's it's given me the sense. <laughs> I said this last time, but what are you doing, Jesse? Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll join. Somebody just said that I needed to put on glasses because all of you are wearing glasses, and so that's why I put on glasses earlier. I wear glasses because I need them to see. You're wearing glasses to be a dick. Me. Wow, I'm just—that's just everyone in general. Yeah, now both of you are doing it to be dicks. <laughs> okay, I really like Dragon Age because I wasn't a huge fan of Skyrim, and the reason was that nothing in Skyrim ever made me feel like it was important. I felt like there were so many options. I feel like there were so many choices, so many places to go that it didn't feel like I had any direction and I didn't feel drawn in any direction. It was just kind of like, well, I'm doing this quest line, so I guess I'll keep doing that quest line because that's what I'm doing. But I didn't, I never once felt like I was on a path. Whereas with, um, with Dragon Age, I like that it's zoned out because then it gives me a whole lot more focus. And I think I, I agree that the main storyline is really good and really engaging, really interesting. The characters, of course, are fantastic. Um, and the side quests are kind of, they they have an added benefit to the main storyline, mostly, you know, by having it be like, every time you do something, it'll say, oh, the, you know, more people know about the Inquisition or oh, you gain yeah, yeah. more power or whatever else. And so everything, as, 
as monotonous mm-hmm. or pointless as it might feel, it all pulls back into the main story, um, which Skyrim never did. So I feel like even if I do go off and do these side quests, it's going to apply toward the end goal. I feel I feel like it's all focused on the same thing. Yeah, so it's, it's very I, interesting I that you pointed that. that out because uh, that's that's something that I noticed as well. And I think it is one of the strengths. I'm not going to excuse it side questing because that's one of the big bugbears I've got with it. But you're mm-hmm. right. Be- everything that that game you are that that game presents you is all going into a pot and that pot is filling up and you're doing it for one reason because it's like everything you do is to strengthen the inquisition like both Mm -hmm. from a story standpoint and from a mechanical standpoint because you're gaining influence which means you get more perks which makes you more powerful and you're gaining power which means you get to unlock more story areas and like progress in the game so every even like make a dwarf a set of dwarven puzzle boxes for the men as a requisition yeah. that gains you power everything you do gains you power however mm-hmm. i cannot get over the monotony of the side quest i cannot and i've been trying to stick to story as much as possible but the fact of the matter is they gate that stuff like they yep. put it behind big power walls and they have level requirements so you really cannot avoid it and i'm currently approaching the uh, i think uh, the winter palace mission which i think it requires oh, yeah. like 30 power to unlock which is quite mm-hmm. significant and it's a level 12 to 15 mission so really i couldn't have avoided doing most of the stuff that i did and 80 percent of my time in dragon age has been doing dull dull quests and picking yeah. fucking flowers and wasting my time and the really cool moments have not quite made up for that yeah when you say monotony, can you get specific with that? Because one of the things that that I've, I, I I wouldn't say it's like quests like they don't repeatedly say go do this over and over and over again. Everything seems rather different. It's just not exciting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I can I mean I can explain my issues with uh, Dragon Quest Inquisition side quests in comparison to Origin side quests. So everything's very spread out which means that there's a great deal of time spent riding around the place. And optimally, to play the game, what you should be doing is not riding, you should be running. Why? Well, one, you can loot. Hugely important. You know, you want as many resources as possible. You have an infinite bag for resources, so you want to collect everything you possibly can because God knows what time they'll throw a quest at you, like a castle upgrade. It's like, you need 40 of this herb or some shit. Like, okay, fair enough. So you pick as much stuff as you can get. And you also want to be running instead of riding because you don't get party interactions if you're on a horse, which is terrible, actually. <laughs> like they, that, why don't they just put everyone else on horses? You know, that definitely seems like the way to go. But I do think that's weird that when you get on a horse, everybody's like, okay, bye. They just vanish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn into smoke. Yeah. I, apparently I said Dragon Quest Inquisition. I would you pay did. for that game immediately. <laughs> Absolutely. No doubt. Yes. Yeah, uh, uh, people said, yeah, the herbs cost, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they can. Uh, it depends what uh, vendors you have access to. Yeah, I can get some herbs from vendors. I can't get all of them. And I can't get all the resources from these different places. But the biggest problem I've got with the side quests is this. The side quests in Origins, yes, it had some bad quests. Some. This has a lot more of them. Huger, huger volume of them. Not only that, but it seems like you really need to do quite a lot of them in order to earn the power you need to unlock story missions and to actually get the right kind of levels. And there is barely any payoff. What I've noticed is you finish a quest and it just, it's done. It's like, quest complete. Like, oh, I, do, I, do I not have to go 
talk to the person like it's like hey uh, we fixed this problem or like you know and what you find in origins is that oh, after a lot of side quests you'll go back and you have a conversation with them and they'll be grateful and they'll explain what's happened or there'll be some kind of choice involved which i liked a great deal there'll be some actual dialogue you can engage with the npc with this there is so much just oh you gained power and that's kind of about it and i oh really i mean is is that all and so many of these quests are not well contextualized to the point where they feel like a huge amount of busy work and that actually clashes with the whole thing of the game i am the only person in the fucking universe that can close rifts and you're asking me to go around and find some random widow's ring or hunt 10 rams come the fuck on this is what minions do like this is the sort of stuff i should be able to send my minions out to do and well, I like isn't isn't the whole point of it that you are the Herald of Andraste, and so you personally are walking around, like, like interacting with the people so that they feel like, you know, you're one of them, that you're, like, a person yes, who's in charge of important stuff. But I don't want to play fantasy PR person. guy simulator. That's the thing, like... <laughs> I, I, well, I, I mean, get the idea. But of... that's the point of the political, the pol whole political yeah, no, part no. of this game is that, though, right? Yeah, no, this is the problem that I have with Final Fantasy XIV, which was your character is this chosen, like, crystal light guardian, yet they're like, go deliver these lunches to dudes in a mine. And I was like, what? No, I'm the chosen one. There are soldiers everywhere. Why can't you do that? And I think the difference here, though, with, with Dragon Age is that at least at the beginning, you are. Nobody. nobody like everyone's yes. like who are yeah. these Early assholes? On, you're pretty and much so you nobody. have to go around and sort of kiss everyone's ass i think that plays really well not being someone who's you know 50 plus hours in the game i have no clue what it's like towards the end but i would mm -hmm. say if you're still doing that 50 plus hours in the game that's just poor game design like it's, if that's happening still then, doing then that's a problem and so many people are saying oh when you leave the hintlands it's much better i do not agree I've been to like six or seven different zones. Mm -hmm. And yes, they're not as large as the Hinterlands. Yes, they don't have as many fucking shards to find as the Hinterlands. But they are still throwing a lot of the same kind of quests at you. I only remember like two quests in this game. Whereas in Origins, there's all sorts of amazing, cool stuff. Like that random fucking guy who talks to trees that you fucking encountered. And all yeah. sorts of these cool side quests where there are choices and dialogue involved in them that they're just really memorable. Whereas this, the only things that I really remember, are I remember liberating the keep in the uh, in the desert area, because I thought that was kind of cool that I went through the sewers oh, yeah, and went yeah. in there. And then I also remember the, uh, the one where I randomly stumbled across a temple. Like I heard chanting and I went into this temple and things like that. But then I went into this other temple and... I got, like, there was no payoff after running this dungeon. Because, like, oh, this seems like a major story component. And, yeah, there's bits and pieces of lore found on pieces of paper. But you just, like, you, you beat the temple and they're like, yeah, I guess that was it then. I was like, so what was the significance of that? Does it tie into anything? And, like, doesn't seem to. It, it doesn't feel like it's part of a coherent narrative. And there's so much busy work that I'm just finding myself bored so very very frequently with that title. it might have to do with how you approach the game maybe like, but is I, it is it my I, fault I, for playing it that way or is it their fault no for no 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 it just means no. that you're a different sort of gamer right maybe yeah yeah i think I, there's I an interesting say, discussion to be had there for as much as i i like inquisition and i really do it seems like one of the games i've played in my life where it seems so obvious what to change to make it a lot better like Put 
suggested levels on all those areas that they kind of throw at you right after the hinterlands. Yes. And there's like seven areas you can go to and you're like, oh, the only way to figure out where to go is to go there and then kind of get pooped on by some of the enemies. And then you go someplace yes. else and make yep. it so that you can teleport or fast travel directly to the war room instead of having to go oh, into yeah, the zone. Oh and my then walk. God, that would be amazing. That is a huge yeah. fucking, I mean, it's not only just that, that war room shit, I should not have to go back to base to do it because a lot yes. of that stuff's like 12 minutes. And it, it, it seems to be less than that because I think when you fast travel, it actually shaves a bit of the time off. I'm pretty sure mm. of it because I think the game takes that into account. And it's sort of like, oh, it's ready to report. Like, I just got to the zone and you wanted me to go back again? Why can't I send a fucking messenger? Why can't my Herald of Andraste get his own fucking Herald? You know, send out, go and do this shit. That, that should have been an iPhone app. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. That, that's one of those <laughs> cases where a companion app would have actually been useful. I'm totally cool with always going back there. But I do think it should be fast travel. Like, I, I understand that it's, you know, it's you and all of your advisors. You all have to be there, like, discussing the shit, and you don't have telephones. That's cool. But, yeah, I don't want to have to run all the way back every time. It's Send so the raven, obnoxious. as far as I'm concerned. Especially for the generic stuff. It's like, we don't need to have a committee for whether or not you're going to go and mine some minerals for me. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that gold quest, you got to keep going to that ca damn caravan every time. Yeah, you got to go back. Money. Get Gotta let them know that 91 gold is useful. Mm. I also, like, by the end of the game, I was avoiding all of the side quests that were like, like, I avoided all the requisition stuff. I'm like, I don't have time to just pick herbs all day. Well, so I was a lot doing... of it's pointless, too. Like, it's like, hey, power. Okay, well, I right, mean, I'd yeah. rather just keep the resources and make cool shit with it. So I was just mainlining, like, all the fade rifts. And by the end of, like, six hours of that, I was like, I would really like more than than four enemy types to spawn from this. Because yeah. you always just get, like, rage demons, same, sometimes yeah. pride demons, despair demons, and wraiths. Sometimes terrors. And you're like, well, yeah. you know, I know what to do here. I will but give credit. for the most part, I liked it a lot. When, when it does get into the main story stuff, yes. That's the definite strength of it. The problem is that that stuff is paced out because of the way that they've gated the content with the power requirements that really say, you've got to go do some generic shit. Whereas Origins, it never felt that way. It just felt like, look, I was playing through a zone. I was doing some kind of cool stuff in the meantime while I was working on the, um, uh, while I was working on the main quests. And they tied mm. together quite nicely. And I, outside, you know, I'll actually defend the fade. A lot of people hate on the fade when it comes to Origins. I understand the second time through, that's why you can get a mod to skip the fade entirely. And you should, the second time through. But I thought the first time through, the fade was a really interesting break from what I was doing. Because they completely changed the mechanics of the game in the fade. And they did some really creative, interesting things. But, out, I mean, outside of that, I thought Origins, for the most part, maybe the deep roads dragged on a bit longer than it should. But for the most part, Origins was well-paced. And I beat that game and I put over 100 hours into it, you know? Whereas with this, I'm finding an open world with very little in it. Like, I, want, I would like the zones to be half the size and be more interesting. I, I'm always looking around to try and find cool stuff. I found these, like, standing stones in one of these levels. I thought, wow, that looks really interesting. There's, like, a blood stain there. There's nothing there. It's, it's, just, it's just there. Like, it's scenery, and that's really all it is. And right. I don't feel like I'm discovering zones, really. I feel like I'm going through the motions, finding the things which want me to press V. It's like, hey, press F to take this landmark or claim this quarry and all this kind of stuff. Cut down some of the bullshit quests, spend a bit more time to flesh out the existing ones to make them a little bit more interesting, put a little bit more dialogue in them, but make some choices, you know, make some, have some consequences here and there. But there's, there's too much fetch for me. Too much. Did you choose mages or Templar? Mages. 
The Same. only one who chose Templar. Apparently, you and, are. Uh, I like the the mage result was really cool. I love I love the that Templar mission. result is super was cool it? too. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So like, I don't I don't regret my assholes. choice at all. But they cold I know. cocked they cold cocked that poor woman in the back of the head. <laughs> Why? That was, that was but like, no. It. I don't know. It makes you feel better about your decision pretty early on. Because, like, for me, I agonized over that choice. I agonized over, like, do I side with mages or do I side with Templars? Because I'm a mage. I was like, well, I can't say no to the mages. But then I was like, but Templars know how to deal with magic. And we're dealing with magic right now. Like, that's what they're trained to do. So I went with Templars. And by the end of it, I was like, made the right choice. <laughs> so it's good that both sides are, are interesting. Yeah. So, so you've beaten it. So yeah. tell me, uh, uh, what did you reckon to the pacing? Because you said you beat it in, what, 60, 70 hours? Because, I mean, that's uh, kind of yeah, low was, average, I think. It, I think it was because I I was just mainlining Fade Rifts. So I would go, there's so many areas that you don't go to unless you, like, you don't have to go to them for main quest stuff. So if you just hit those up when you're at the appropriate level, you can do, like, 10 Fade Rifts, and that's 20, 30 power right there. Yeah. So you can get those missions out pretty quickly. But um, Maybe that's what I'm doing wrong. I'm not doing too many of those. Well, that's for the first like 10 hours of the game. I was just in the hinterlands like, you know, I would just like walk out and then come back with like a barrel full of letters and be like, OK, like your husband's dead. Like your sister needs medicine. You know, basically like I was being like a postal delivery worker or something like mm -hmm. that. But um, I think you you could conceivably get 200 hours out of the game if you wanted to do everything. I don't know if you could do it much shorter. Like the main quest, if you if you really, really rushed it i think you could probably finish it in 25 or 30 but you would have to know exactly what you're doing to get there or be a speedrunner. Right. Hmm. I, I don't know what it is about like i just not earning enough power somehow i don't i don't know what it is that's slowing me down because i, I feel like i'm having to slog up to get to the winter palace level and i yeah i spent the power unlocking the you know the kind of side missions and things like yeah. that and that seemed like the right thing to do but i mean looking back on it maybe it wasn't and maybe I'm just not doing it efficiently. Like you said, go go blow up rifts apparently is the way to go. Huh. Okay. But I mean, the, again, the, the game never really tells you like what the most efficient way is. And yeah. it sort of dumps you in the hinterlands. And for me, there was this level of expectation that, oh, I've got to do the hinterlands then, I guess. Let's begin. And Jesse, I think you were saying the same thing, that it was a really bad starting level, that they shouldn't have thrown you in there straight away. I, I don't know if it's bad. I think it's counterintuitive. I think it uh, it's one of those things that it's like endgame. It's what you expect when you are... If you've played JRPGs, let's say, throughout the 90s and early 2000s, that's how they all are. It's you go very linear, and then you expand from there. And then by the end, you have a giant open place, and then that's where you run around and do all these stupid-ass things. Here, they were like, let's make that first. And I don't know that it it's counterintuitive what you think makes sense, because it leaves the player like, I don't know what to do. And Northern Lion's right, because there's no numbers next to anything you really don't know what to do and it makes it very very confusing and thankfully i'm doing a playthrough where people are like leaving me messages that are like don't go there that's a level 15 don't do that and i'm like oh, okay <laughs> strangely enough hinterlands that. i think is more the the zone that has the most of that a lot of the other zones actually they scale to level so you can mm -hmm. jump in and every now and again you'll maybe come across a, a harder uh, thing or maybe there'll be a rift somewhere far out that's higher level than you. But the mm. vast majority of stuff will scale to your level and you'll be totally fine with it. Unless it goes to fucking dragon, in which case you're probably boned. But Yeah, I keep running up to rift areas where all of the all of the demons that come out are 
way higher level than me. And I'm like, how did this happen? I was totally cool with everything around this, but I cannot. This rift is too high level. So I think that's a little weird. Mm. Well, I th- and I think that's an interesting, again, it goes back to the idea of the Hinterlands being a weird sort of idea in general, is that all sorts of level things are in there. And I guess the idea is like, well, you'll keep coming back there and you'll keep doing yeah. things there. And you'll always, I get that. I don't know that I agree with it. I feel like that's a kind of a weird design choice, but they tried something, I guess. Yeah. And it's not the way that I played Origins because I do, I'd go into a zone and then I'd, like, I'll get the intro to the zone and I'll play the zone from start to finish and then I'll move on yes. to the next zone. That's exactly. how I yeah. played Origins. Mm-hmm. But you can't play Inquisition that way. Like, it, it encourages you to flip around the zones and things like that. And maybe as a result, I've never really got fully invested in any of them because I feel like I'm just doing errands and that's nowhere near as interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I, I probably yeah. could not remember the names of maybe like 60% of the zones. I, I remember the Hinterlands, and I remember, you know, the ones that have a lot of character, like Empress de Leon and um, Valroyo and stuff Valroyo, like that. Yeah. But then a lot of them, it's like, this is the desert, this is the swamp, this is the mountains. And uh, because you do, you go to it for 10 minutes, and then you close a fade rift, and then you're like, okay, everything else is too high level. So now I'll teleport to a different, like, biome and do exactly the same thing there. Then teleport yeah. back to the war room and get um, Cullen to, quest, you know, yeah. get some obsidian or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be on my top 10 of the year, I'm afraid. It's the, the, It has its really good highlights. Like, the writing, spot on. I think this is the best set of characters they've made in a Dragon Age game. And I, I liked a lot of the characters in Origins. I liked a lot of the characters in 2. This may be, outside of maybe a Solus, I think every character in this game is really interesting in their own right. I like Solus. Everyone hates him, I like Hey, guys, him. let me tell you about the Fade. Like, he's, he's that he's aliens guy. From He's ancient great. aliens, it's like <laughs> fade. Like, Souls is an interesting character. Yeah, I love Souls. Screw, screw you, TB. Yeah, but let me tell you about the fade, though. Like, <laughs> have you heard the great good hair. news about yes, the fade? Yes, go on. The fade. <laughs> oh god, do you have a moment for our Lord and Savior, the fade? I, I don't, as it turns out. But no, I mean, I, I've had fun chatting to all of the characters and having mm-hmm. interactions with them, and the the follower quests mostly pretty damn good. Yeah. So. Really good. Uh, Josephine, uh, Joseph, is it Josephine or Joseline? Joseline, whatever. Uh, she, Josephine. Hers is pretty cool. Josephine, I liked hers a lot. Look, I'm romancing Josephine. Hands <laughs> down. Not Dorian. I love, Fuck. I love, I love her purple, her purple, her gold outfit. Gold. Mwah. I don't know how she wears that. She's got a firm body. She's got to support that gold outfit. And she like walks around like this. I love, I, love her. I love her to death. Is out of control too. Like that clipboard is amazing with the candle yeah. mounted on it, like a unicorn. That's very Warhammer 40k. That that's the sort of thing that you'd expect to see <laughs> from my, that. She's my Julie. I love her to death. Little I'm, take her yeah, I'm, I'm like, trying to figure out if I want to romance Josephine or Iron Bull. I love them both. I tried. So you want to ride the bull? Right. Do you want to ride the bull? I tried to romance Cullen, and <laughs> my guy was like, so like he started flirting with me, and did like this weird like smirk, and Cullen's like. <laughs> yeah, I, I did that just to see what would happen. And yeah, I, I, I like the fact that uh, some of the characters you just can't romance. Like, uh, try and romance Vivian. It's hilarious because you keep trying and it never works. It's brilliant. She's like, no, no, go no, away. I'm good. I was I was very interested. I was like, I'll romance Liliana. That should be fun. First off, you can't do it. Second no. off, she's nuts. I don't even <laughs> care. That girl, that girl, you shot her. Look, if you banged... Morgan in uh, Origins, she went nuts after that. And she has continued to go nuts. I don't know what's going on, but she went 
that girl that girl needs that girl needs a date that's all i'm saying she's yeah, super yeah. jealous of that warden she's super jealous of that warden finding love and she's just gone bonkers i don't know what's going on with her that poor girl oh c- come on come on frenchie just call me call me baby call me what am i doing i'm gonna back away now dear god <laughs> slowly back yeah. away mm. yeah <laughs> yeah it's I I'm just I'm, I I think there's a, there's a lot to like about that game like graphically very impressive some really impressive environments and things like that but I am I'm going to say this I think the the growing trend of making things open world is not helping and I think that it's resulting in a dilution of what would otherwise be very good content and there's a lot of busy work in that game and I I don't really approve of it. And this year we've had a bunch of open world games and they've all had the similar problems. It's like, look at all the stuff you can do. Yeah, but none of it's really that good. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I think that's None why over, over everything, like I vastly preferred Wolfenstein over anything else. Cause it's like, that game is like properly paced and is good from start to finish. And I, yes. do, it doesn't need an open world. It doesn't need any, like go collect all of this stuff. No, just, just play Wolfenstein. Just play the game and play it through. Yeah. And experience what they have to offer. And outside, with open world games, it's a lot of sort of flitting, directionless busy work that I'm, I'm not too keen on. And Dragon Age is suffering. That, it really is suffering that way for me. And I am having a lot of difficulty really getting into it. It has its moments. It's certainly better than 2. No doubt about that. 2 is pretty bad. But outside of that, I don't know. I, it's not my scene. It's very, it's very, it's very interesting to see the response to this game, and then the response to Dragon Age Two, and the two was very, you know, it was very confined. You were doing a lot of the same stuff over, going to the same areas, and uh, but I think, I think the story parts I liked. Yeah, I think sure. it's interesting. Yeah. It's it's interesting that this is the opposite, where it's very wide and open, and you're doing all sorts of different things. And people are just like, well, it's too much. I'm wondering where like the perfect line would be for them. And uh, I, it's I'm, called Origins. This is this is the weird thing. They already I, got it right, like with the first game, that was good. And two, two was a. I wouldn't say right. There was a lot wrong with the first. There's a lot of pretty awful moments in the first game. Some, but I wouldn't say that like that any of these games have improved on any of that stuff. Two definitely didn't. And three, well, I mean, it's. It's barely recognizable as Dragon Age. Like, unless you followed the lore, it's a completely different game. Mm. So I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. Not too. I'm not too fussed about it. Like, uh, definitely not game of the year. I, you know, I certainly wouldn't put it there. And it's it's had a lot of positive reception. I know a lot of people That's really destiny, like it. TB. That's destiny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Thirty <laughs> FPS first person yeah, shooter yeah, yeah. is game of the year. It, yeah. All right. For blind people, maybe. Look, for, for for former members of the Beatles, you're damn right it is. <laughs> oh, that was oh, Paul. That was the most cringe, stop, stop. Cringe-worthy thing. Oh, Sir Paul, what are you doing? Why, what Sir are you Paul? Doing? Sir Paul McCartney, stop. It is an you embarrassment know, of riches. It's weird to is. compare the progression of Mass Effect to the progression of Dragon Age, because with Mass Effect, it feels like that series evolved in a in a sensible way and it, yeah they made some cutbacks from the original but think about the way that mass effect did it and the way that like people were really annoyed by those exploration areas that fuck all in them and so they got rid of them and made the exploration like a lot more focused like every time you actually 
uh, found an area that you could actually land on a planet for instead of just getting resources. It was a quest, like it was a real quest. And it had it had a storyline and people to meet and things like that. And it seems like they went kind of the, the right way with Mass Effect. And then with Dragon Age, like, they just kind of got lost. Like, they didn't know where they were going with the series. Two was like a massive step backwards in many ways. And then three is barely recognizable as a Dragon Age game. And it, it's just so strange to see it be a franchise and it doesn't really seem to know where it's going. I uh, I think story-wise, it does. I think story-wise, there's a yeah, lot there. Yeah, maybe. The, I think concept-wise, you're right in the Mechanically. Money. I think there's a lot of ideas. Yeah, there's a lot of ideas being thrown around. And I guess it might go to their credit that they're trying them. They're trying yeah. new things and seeing what they can come up with. And some work and some don't. I guess that's like the bright side of it. But I think mechanically, conceptually, it's all over. Like the three games are all over the place. Yes, but story-wise, if you like the story and the lore of Dragon Age, they stick with it very well. And it, it so far has continued. Like if you played the last two, you will know everything that's going on in this one. And, I, you know, at least that's good. I can't necessarily say the same thing for Mass Effect because Mass Effect was – progressively got like i don't know what's going on with this story anymore so oh yeah i mean they they completely jumped the shark on that one it's you know which was unfortunate because like by the end of two you were like wow now yeah. is, is that final mission the best way to wrap up a game or what holy shit is the suicide mission good you know and then after that i was like um, yeah, um yes but that but is, I, I think accurate representation yeah the existence <laughs> of dragon age 2 i think is what fucks everything up because you had origins which had pretty much universal acclaim and then 2 came out and it didn't and then they were like well fuck uh i mean how do we fix this and instead of going back to the way origins did it and trying to do it that way that's like no no we're gonna go somewhere completely different we're gonna do the open world thing we're gonna make this kind of more like an mmo we're gonna put multiplayer in it and then we'll be like eh, i'm it almost just doesn't feel like a franchise. It feels like three completely separate games that really you know, don't tie together all that well. But cool. I mean, if some people like it, fantastic. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I mean, there's some very impressive stuff to like about that game, but it's I mean, it's not not for me. As yeah. someone that loved Origins, it's mm -mm. no. Okay, let's uh, take a break, shall we? And then when we come back, we'll talk about more of the games we've been playing this week, and then we'll get on to what little news there is. Not much, really, is there? You're watching the Corruptional Podcast. Do not to go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Heard some fantastic cuts in the break from Ronald Jenke's new album. I would strongly suggest having a look oh. at his website, ronaldjenke's.com. Yes, he has a new album, which is awesome. I might add it's called Alphanumeric. I imagine a lot of people on YouTube have heard at least of that guy because he put out videos years ago that went very viral, uh, mostly because he kind of he looked a little odd, let's just say, uh, but he huh. was putting out some incredible stuff. And he's put out several albums since, and the latest one is absolutely fantastic. So I'd strongly, strongly suggest that you have a look at it on ronaldjenkies.com. Okay. Let's talk a little bit more about video games that we have been playing. Ugh. Yeah, those Weird. things. <laughs> well, I mean, no one likes video games, right? Not at all. Not anymore. No, definitely not here. <laughs> no, video games are, are so horribly passe. We can talk about Dude, Hearthstone. Have... Oh, yeah, we so, can talk so, about Sorry, Dodger, what was that? Pass. I was I was gonna suggest a game, but we could talk about Hearthstone. I hear you guys talked about Hearthstone for quite a long time last year. Yeah, it infuriated people, which is why we're gonna talk more about it. It's gonna be great. I had a, a tweet Pass. earlier. 
that said, uh, please don't talk anymore about Hearthstone. I'm like, talk about Hearthstone, you say? Yeah, I'm known. I'm known to. I'm known to respond well to that kind of feedback. Yeah, that's that generally goes really well for people to try that. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, Goblins versus gnomes out. That's a huge deal, and it broke everything. It could Blizzard have say. one launch, one online launch that doesn't break all of their shit for a day? Yeah, I wasn't even able to play it. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, okay. So yesterday, me and Crendor sat down to uh, we were going to do a, a pack off where we were going to all buy as many packs <laughs> as we need to buy and then uh, get to get the whole set because hey you know we do this stuff for our channels it's an investment like this is it's nails for a builder at the end of the day can't build a house without nails the cards are nailed so we thought, all right we're going to do that so i buy like, i think 240 packs to start with Holy and shit. and I'm like, wow. okay, well, I because I looked at the simulations beforehand. It's like you'll probably need like about this many. It's like, okay, buy two and four. The Start- simulations? Yeah, uh, <laughs> people ran mathematical simulations on how Jesus. many packs on average you would need to buy to get the whole set, including like dust, disenchanting, and uh, probabilities. It's like, okay, bought 240 packs, and I opened 30 of them. Then the fucking game goes down. I didn't get back in until 9 a.m. this morning. Like it was wow. broken oh, all night. It was completely <sighs> fucked. Just terrible. Yep. And apparently it broke a bunch of other games too. People couldn't log into WoW. People couldn't log into Heroes. Just a fucking disaster all around. But how about that RNG, guys? We did. We did buy. We did buy stuff though. TV. We did. Let's talk about. Let's talk about the real reason why you brought up Hearthstone to discuss next week's podcast. Oh yeah. You guys should tune in next week's co-optional be. So this is Crendor's fault. So we during the stream where I couldn't do anything, I sat there for like an hour without not being able to log in, just like keep refreshing it over and over again. And Crendor was on and he was talking and we got talking about food. And it's like, oh, there's no good pizza places around. Like not really good anyway. And, we, and he was t- ended up talking about Chicago town stuff, you know, like a deep dish. And I was like, I've never had a real deep mm-hmm. dish. I was like, yeah, there's this place in Chicago that will ship like all kinds of Chicago food flash frozen to you. I'm like, that sounds insane. Let's have a look at it. So we go to this place, like tasteofchicago.com. It's called Lou Malnati's is the pizza place, by the way. Also, it's really good. Unlike that son of a bitch, Gino. <laughs> That's for everyone yesterday. Ah, you stupid referential twat. And you can order so you can order these pizzas and they're, they're kind of pricey but like we figured out look actually like if you compare it to like a they're pretty large if you compare them to like a pizza pizza it's not actually that much more really like and if it's good then why not and it's a frozen it's a frozen pizza we so we end up agreeing <laughs> to, like i said right i will order some pizzas from this place and i will tell you what they're like if jesse you order that 60 dollar chocolate cake there was that they a have on their website 60 dollars i was so, like i need to know what a 60 dollar chocolate cake tastes yes like. you do because we, we need sense. to know as well we need to know too so that's our a that's 60 our grand flash frozen Fla- a flash frozen chocolate cake yep okay i don't I, and i, I don't I, they do combos. Like, they want to give you pizzas with everything. You want two pounds of the best snow crab? Well, you can also have three pizzas with it. So <laughs> I got a cheesecake sampler and pizza combo. And then I realized this is America. Like, this is modern day America. There's no other country in the world that lets you do this. And I bought yeah. two of these seven ounce chocolate chip cookies. Like, I, I mean, I'm already going to die anyway. Oh. I might as well. So I bought all this stuff. And we convinced Jesse to order the cake. And 
$60 chocolate cake. Was just Here's the thing. Oh. I'm writing it all off because I'm eating it on the podcast. I'm going to save it <laughs> for the podcast next week, and I'll eat it then because I'm going to write it off. There's no way I can justify this expense. It is no one should sell anything edible for $60. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. What? Have you never actually been to a proper restaurant before? I was going to say. Come on. You kidding do me? Do not go. Have you never been to a nice restaurant? <laughs> no one should look. Look, really? I'm not saying I don't buy it. I'm saying no one should sell it. There's a clear difference here, folks. Really? I'm saying you shouldn't sell it for sixty dollars. It's just gonna come out your butt or wiener anyway, or vajayjay. <laughs> it's just or gonna, JJ, You don't pee out of your vagina. I would like to <laughs> make it very clear to everyone who's listening look. right now. You, you totally don't pee do. out of your you vagina. You totally pee out of your vagina. You it just drips out. Pee that's out why of you have your to. Vagina. That's why you have to wear a maxi pad. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Isn't that the Arby's slogan? <laughs> it's all just gonna come out of your bum or your pee hole anyway. Arby's. Concerns me most about all of this what, what is was that, that uh. we're Rome, like we're Rome now. Pretty soon, we're just gonna get to this level the of gluttony where we're the just gonna come annihilated. Yes, yes. Modern, like we're not actually Rome, right? And they won't actually be Visigoths, but the same thing's gonna happen. And it's all because of fucking cheesecake samplers being sold with pizzas. Flash frozen and shipped around the world. The only nope. way it could have got more modern Romans, is if they delivered the it by drone. Wish they could. They wish they could flash freeze pizzas. Oh yeah, what up, Rome. Mean, what up, Rome? America has got decadence down to a fucking art form. They are number one in that regard. <sighs> yes. I just don't understand why everybody hates us. Mm. So yes, Hawthorne. I don't think. Uh, look. Yeah. Hearthstone, let's be clear. I played it. I played four matches yesterday. They're all against the exact same priest build, four different players. I'm done for a while. I, <laughs> I, I went two and two, and I don't care anymore. I'm done. I'm done to the end of the month so I can get my damn card back. I just don't care anymore. You killed me. You but killed me. so much insane, crazy stuff. Like, I made five yeah. new deck builds this morning, and I've just been trying them out, and crazy shit's been happening. It's been great. Like I remade my demonology deck. It doesn't suck anymore because they actually gave you demons that aren't shit, which is lovely. So I pulled some... I had this fucking 1918 um, Flame Imp by the end of it because I put like two Fell Hearts and a fucking Demon Fire on it and just murdered this fucker with it. It was brilliant. <laughs> I had, I had Malganus on the field, and he stole my Malganus, but I had Sacrificial Pact, because I play, was playing a demon deck, so I just fucking Sacrificial Pacted the Malganus he just stole, like, yeah, fuck you, I got five health from that, you arsehole. So many interesting things, we had the, the uh, played the, uh, the Iron Juggernaut, or whatever it is, and put the mine in the deck of the uh, enemy, and he drew the mine and exploded and died, and it was great, and it's this random shit going on all the time, and it's... It just it feels it's awesome because vibrant people, again. 
Yeah, people have gotten into such a phase of like, all right, this is the perfect deck for this, and this is the perfect deck for this. I know exactly how to counter still this that sort way. of thing. It's I still but, that way. But with RNG, it's so nice because right now shit is just happening, and people are like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> It's nice. It's Recombobulator. I mean, what a, what a great idea. You've got a 3-2, two, two-cost gnome, whose battle cry is change a friendly minion into another random minion of the same cost. It's fucking wild. It's And you can pull some sh crazy shit with it. Because if you have something down that has a really powerful like battle cry effect, the chances are, stat-wise, it's probably pretty bad. Yeah, so it was, like, expensive. So you throw that... Something like a Cabal Shadow Priest is a great example. Like, it's, uh... If I recall correctly, Cabal Shadow Priest is, what, 4-5? But it's got, a, it's got a mind control thing where it can mind control anything that's two or less attack. So that's where the cost comes from, because it's a very powerful effect. You steal something with that shit, and then you recombobulate it? That gives you another six drop that's probably a shitload better. Or you use it on, like, a legendary that's almost dead, and it becomes a new fucking legendary. Because there's not that many cards that have, like, nine mana cost. So you end up with, like, hey, here's Anixia, or here's fucking Deathwing, you know? It's- there's so many fun things going on with it. I, I guess probably in a few weeks it's gonna settle down, but for the time being... It's wild and interesting again, and that's- they've gone so much further with the mechanics this time around. They're completely willing to do batshit bonkers things. I- I feel- I feel like I'm having the exact opposite opinion, where I think- Apparently. Playing in a few weeks is probably better, because people will then no, be willing to try more crazy flux. things. It's awesome. Right now, it is the exact opposite of that for me. Every game I've played has been the exact- like- People using old school net decks and and trying to wreck everyone is trying anything new and fun. And yeah, but I've crushed all of them. It's great because these old school fucking net decks have no answer to a lot of this insane shit that I'm throwing out. It's brilliant. Uh, <laughs> maybe right. maybe your deck's just bad. It, no, Ooh. it's priests are can still priests are still way overpowered and everyone's still I, using the exact same net deck. I beat every priest I played today. Every one of them. Well, I don't. I didn't spend twelve thousand dollars on two hundred forty cards yet. And in fact, when I tried to log in, it wouldn't let me buy cards. It wouldn't even let me into the thing to buy cards. So I say to you, I say to you that I would wait if I were you. Pff, fuck this that. whole this whole I'm influx in. thing, garbage, garbage. <laughs> it's it's all, not all in. I strongly disagree. Strongly awesome. disagree. I have my Mech Warrior deck. It's awesome. Oh, Max. Don't go, don't go all in. Don't wait. Wait a week. I got my stealth deck. I got my pirate rogue. They've got they've got new pirates. There's wait a card. A week. There's a card for two mana. Wait it's a, a week. Four one. Don't play right now. Wait a week. And you play you play a pirate and it goes invisible. And there's mm -hmm. there's a that's card. Stupid. Wait a week. It's a two three. It's for two and it's a ship's cannon. And every time you play a pirate, it randomly shoots at another minion. And does two damage. It's awesome. It's All in. All in. Uh, I'm going to say Dodger probably hasn't touched it once. So shut up. I'm also going to say... <laughs> wait I a played week. it a bunch at BlizzCon. I haven't played it wait, because I wasn't able to get in. But yeah. Anyone in chat who's like, you don't know what you're talking about, Jesse. You're the assholes who, when TV makes a video, are like, you did it wrong. Oh, no, I have plenty of that this morning. I don't care about you. Plenty of that. Oh, so you're not doing it right. 
I, that's just, outright. that's Hearthstone. You're, You're just going to deal with that. Northern Why Lion, you, you stopped doing Hearthstone, didn't not. you? Oh, Alec, was, it be, was it because of the backseat gaming? Be honest. Like, was that the reason why? Yeah. Like, this conversation <laughs> thus far, it's been like a year and a half. Oh, not a year and a half, but probably like eight months since I stopped playing Hearthstone. And all these words that are coming at me, I'm like, I, I get that. Like, I, I remember that, but I haven't played in so long. And it, it really is because that community, it just got a li like one notch too hardcore for me, which basically means the average player became better than I was. So when I started right. to play, I got frustrated. And the comments Dude. are insane, especially because they're often right when you're talking about a player that was at my level. So I need like a, like a casual Hearthstone League where we enforce ignorance. Like if you have somebody come <laughs> and they beat everybody, then you got to be like, you search their bag and be like, well, you're reading the Hearthstone magazine getting like Trump's analysis or something like that. You're kicked out. I need that kind of You've been watching streams. Idiocy. I know you have. Yeah. <laughs> how many how many Hearthstone streams have you been watching? You can't be in this league. <laughs> I saw you follow Trump's yesterday. The thing is that that shit sorts itself out really nicely in the rankings. That's why I, I like playing crazy gimmicks because like I just like to see how far I can climb with something that's clearly suboptimal but is fun. And you I gotta don't get, mind like, not being you gotta get rank. pooped on though. Like the, the first, but I'm the, like, but when you win, it's awesome. It's like winning with Dan in Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah, every it wins is, it's worth exactly 10. like winning with Dan. Yeah. I, I can't do that. You have it. to play Dan. That's, yeah, but Dan's that's amazing. Problem. Dan's awesome. You fucking kidding me? You can do you can do uh... super taunt cancel into actual super. <laughs> I mean, this... I don't I don't play Street Fighter either because that is like a Hearthstone, but ten times worse online. I think I've never won a Street Fighter Four match. I bought it in like a Steam played sale, played hundreds. thirty hours, lost every match. Hearthstone is similar for me. It is Hearthstone is very interesting though in the way that I have never seen a game that has that much backseat gaming and like backseat gaming is obviously very pleasurable to some people like they really like it and I think that's like why a lot of the streams are so successful I mean fuck you know you go on uh, I think it was the top game on Twitch today it probably yeah. still is actually oh well uh, that would make sense <laughs> yeah it's 115,000 concurrent viewers I think over half of them probably on a Mars stream yeah 53,000 people watching a Mars 25,000 people wow. watching Trump I had 29k earlier Kalento's got 9k, 8k for Reynard. Uh it's 29k barf. Yeah. What the fuck? I did all right. I was mostly opening <laughs> packs. Did okay. Did all right. But it is it's an interesting spectator game. And I, half of that is like pit, nitpicking the person, like spotting the plays that they missed. I straight up put my chat in timeout. Last time that yeah. I played Hearthstone, yeah. I was like, because I had Hearthstone here and then the chat box right here, and they got so mean, I just put them over here and didn't look at them <laughs> for a while. And when I brought them back, they were like, "Are we? Are we not in timeout anymore?" <laughs> so I was like, mm -mm, "Getting too mean, getting too rude right now." Going over here. <laughs> it it definitely takes a lot of getting used to. I I stopped reading the Hearthstone subreddit threads like whenever mm. one of my videos would get posted because I know like most of it would just be people complaining. It's like I I think it was last time I I made the mistake of dipping into it. I went like five zero in an arena, like won every match, and half of it was complaining about misplays. Like I won. Who gives yeah. a fuck? Like, it's, I don't know what it is. It, 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 I think it's because at pro level, because the game actually isn't really that complicated you mm. end up in a situation where you can make objectively perfect plays like almost all the time and at lower levels you don't and people get used to watching these objectively perfect plays and then when you don't you uh, you don't do that people get really upset <laughs> like, 
<laughs> so what you're saying is this is pretty much Trump's fault. Uh, mostly. Mostly. I, yeah. So so for years, years, since 1989, I've been saying <laughs> Trump is is a menace. <laughs> a <clears throat> thorough menace on the internet and needs to be stopped. And I'll say it again. Hashtag F Trump. That's all I'm saying. Get it out there, kids. Trump. Wait, just Get like N F or E F F. Tuck so. Trump. Uh, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't matter what you put. No, it matters Ever. because you need to make sure that you know that it gets trending so that everybody knows. Mm. No, it needs to double trend. Yeah. Both of those. Then you'll have to abandon trending. the hashtag oh, so later both on because it came F too Trump toxic. And E F F. Yeah, Trump. because no, because you want this them is, both look, trending. It's been, go it's been okay. going on so long. It right. transcends single platform social media. It, 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 this yeah. was around when MySpace was around. This was this mm -hmm. was on Friendster and AOL. It was on AIM when it was age, sex, location. Do you like Trump? That's what it used to be. That's what the I wire remember, at the end of those things journal. was. I remember your live journal from back in the day. My live my live journal. Uh, it had photos, evidence. It was him and Bigfoot chilling out in a forest, plotting this very moment. You should have you should have opened your eyes. Wake up, America! You should have opened your eyes, but you yep. didn't. And now. Now you're all assholes. Trump made you an assholes. That's what we I'm, were all too busy buying sixty dollars chocolate cakes. Multiple now assholes. we're buying. Now we're buying sixty dollars chocolate cakes. That's what we become, thanks to <laughs> Trump. I didn't want that cake, but he made me buy it. Why? Because he's controlling all your effing minds. F Trump. That's all I'm saying. F Trump. Hashtag oh, F Trump oh and hashtag F Trump. Be sure to use both. Hmm. Be sure Definitely. to use both. Yeah. <laughs> I can't condone this harassment. I'm sorry. Can't do it. <laughs> yeah, Hearthstone is kind of great right now, so I'm 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 happy to be playing it. But you just gotta you gotta get over the fact that people are just so fucking picky and don't care because YouTube money, basically. No comment. I I care. I care. I don't. Because that son of a bitch Trump ruined everything for us. <laughs> Asshole. Goddamn President Trump. <laughs> Hashtag F Trump. Hashtag double F Trump. <laughs> double F Trump. What else has everyone been playing this week? Smash have Bros. Have any of you guys... Um, oh. Sorry. <laughs> I have not played Smash Bros. Because it's my fine. boyfriend does nothing but play Smash Bros. And so mm. I refuse. Fair. Oh, he's gone. Dang it. I was gonna hope to one of those but he wasn't there to appreciate it moving on nice nice great <laughs> thank you Good. So, so what Good. did you actually play dodger obviously not smash brothers we've got that much not it's smash good, brothers and that's what i hear <laughs> <laughs> um no i played uh i've never heard I... anyone so bitter over <laughs> a nintendo property like that's what i hear i hear it's real great i hear it's really good <laughs> um. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, wow. <laughs> we have delved real deep into the Dodger home life. Nerves have been Hashtag struck. Trump. So, <laughs> uh, I finally played um, Plague Inc. I had oh, never played yeah. a game like that before, board game or otherwise. I had never played one of those games. It's like you're a disease, kill everybody. It's great, and it's, it's so are fun. It's so much fun. I played Topico. it on I played it on the lowest difficulty first because I was like, well, I don't know how to play it. So I'm just going to play it on the lowest difficulty. Annihilated everybody. Feeling really good about myself. Put it one difficulty higher. Cannot beat it. <laughs> I was just like, no, it it's one of those games where 
each virus or type of disease has a way of executing it. And some mm. of them, you have to be really, really sneaky. There's, there's one, I don't remember which one it is, but the strategy of killing everyone on Earth is you have to infect everyone and then constantly downgrade your virus so no one detects it. And then at, su- at, the, at the very end, when everyone's infected, it's like, the last person on Earth has your virus, but no one's dead, right? It's just in everyone. Then you yeah. unload all your special, like, eye explosions Symptoms. and, like, ear- <laughs> yeah. and it kills everyone like that, and that's the only way you can win. And it's one of those things yeah, that's so like... I only have... Well, I have, like, the basic bacteria, and they're also doing a promo thing with Planet of the Apes. So there's oh, yes. also, like, the ape bacteria that you can play. Yeah. But, um... Just playing as the normal bacteria, yeah, it was, there were so many things that I didn't really realize I needed to think about. Like, I was killing everybody, it was going great, like, the cure was completely halted, I was doing awesome. And then at the end, it was like, you didn't win, because I didn't, and people were dying too quick. So, like, there was one country of people that never got hit by the virus because everybody else just died. And I was like, cool, I'm doing so good, everybody's dying. And then at the end, it was like, nah, dog. There's still a colony of people. There's actually an it's, entire country of people that it's are It's usually fine. Greenland <laughs> or New Zealand or Madagascar. Those Madagascar. Are the, those are the, motherfucking Madagascar. Madagascar constantly makes it out. The one thing I do love, though, is I constantly get uh, more. Uh, I get a bunch of images. I'm going to go find one. But it's all these people because tuberculosis is in the game, but they use TB for short. And so, oh my God! Every, every single time, time, I was like, "I'm more deadly than Total Biscuit." Every right? time, I made the joke. When I last played time. it, I just named my thing TB. It's like it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, I keep getting messages with images that are like that. People keep naming their viruses Jesse Cox, so it's always like Jesse Cox has infected more people than TB. And my only <laughs> reply to all of them is, "I've also killed less too." TB. Murders many people. That's Imagine how I feel every time I go to the pharmacy and there's a little thing on the side that says free TB test. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure I know no, who I am right now. I'm good. <laughs> I don't need that. The last time I played Plague Inc., it was uh, early access. It might still be. It but still is, it had, but it's come on I think a lot. It still is. That that's what I was gonna ask because when I played it, I just created a disease and it had killed like a billion people, and then I would click on the country and it would be like business as usual. Business as usual. I'm like, man. Yeah. It, there's like a hundred million people that died in China this week. That's not business as usual, I hope. But there's just like pictures of people like walking to work, like waving at their neighbors. Like, good luck, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I played it on iPad originally a long time ago when it came out, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is just a ripoff of Pandemic," which I mean, it was. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is, but it's it's evolved a lot further past that now because. It's one of those unfortunate situations where Pandemic was a free web game and then someone came along and said, oh, what if we made something like that, but we got people to pay for it. And then it got popular. And by the time Pandemic kind of realized what was going on and made their own iOS version, it was already too late. Like they, uh, the virus of plaguing could spread. (laughs) Well, Well, Pandemic is originally a board game, right? It's two different things. Pandemic, the board game, has got nothing to do with Pandemic, the Flash game. Like they, really yeah, interesting nothing to do with that. it at all the pandemic the board game is a resource management game like it's a right it's a meeple game basically like you're moving meeples around the board i actually don't like that game I, i've played mm-hmm. it a few times and i i like the subject matter and i find the execution very boring but pandemic the web game it was something else entirely like it, in pandemic the board game you're fighting the disease 
in the mm-hmm. in the web game you are the disease it's completely different right. yeah. they just have right. to share the same name and then plague inc basically stole most of the mechanics from the pandemic web game made an ios paid app and then evolved that and by the time the pandemic devs got their own app out like uh, plague inc had had loads of updates it was very popular it had basically stolen their thunder so mm-hmm. it was an it i mean that happens on ios quite a lot I mean, it was um i think muffin knight yes, did the same thing to super crate box and that was fucking sucky because like Muffin Knight basically straight up ripped off, um, you know, ripped off uh, Super Crate Box. Super Crate Box. Yeah, and by the time I've they got only Super... heard of Super Crate Box though, I, I think heard of that's Muffin because Knight. you're a PC gamer. Like on PC, Super Crate Box did really well, but on on iOS, where obviously they want to try and make some money from it, Muffin mm. Knight had already stolen all the mechanics and made a prettier game and released that. So by the time Muffin Knight came out on PC, I was like, "Fuck Muffin Knight!" I had no intention of covering that thing. <laughs> It's you know it happened with happened with threes and twenty uh, twenty forty eight you know which yeah, I think dude. is is a fucking crying shame because threes is infinitely better than twenty forty eight, but twenty forty eight is yeah. easier and it's free and I can do the thing. Fucking pathetic. The other thing I didn't like about Plague Inc. And I think it's because it's kind of a carryover from iOS is like the Plants vs Zombies style like clicking on oh the bubbles yeah, yeah yeah to get that stuff yeah. I, I would like it better without that, but I did. I did like what I played. It's kind of just like a sandbox where you, you can kill the entire world. Yeah, it, it's weird percussion. because it's almost like you're you're just kind of watching it happen. Like you get to tweak your virus every once in a while, but there's there's not actually that much that you actively do in yeah, playing. Yeah. There's more now, but less. You know, certainly when I played it, it was a lot less interactive than it currently is. But still. It's it's a strategy game where there's like you're you're only really concerned about your overarching strategy and watching what happens really. Hey, I can yeah. get down with a strategy game where I just zoom in and out on countries on a map. You but sure? sometimes yes. when I'm clicking bubbles and stuff like that, I'm like, ah, I don't know. Mm. I'm interested yeah. to play it. It's been like a year since I played it, so mm-hmm. I'm sure it's come a long way. At first, when I opened up the game, the resolution was awful. It was super fuzzy, and I was like. Oh no! Well, it is early access. I guess maybe this is just how it looks. But then I realized I had if I if I went into windowed mode, it looked better. For some reason, in full screen, it was like super fuzzy and had big black borders. And then when I went into yes. windowed mode, it was like here's the beautiful version that you're looking for. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, weird. what the heck? It's very weird. Very weird. Hmm. Yeah, I think it has got to the point where Plague Inc is like significantly better than Pandemic and. Okay. I can kind of appreciate that. It's still a weird situation where it's like, am I okay supporting these guys? Like, because because they did nick it. You know, let's be honest, they nicked it, and iOS mm-hmm. got a lot of that. But simultaneously, they did make a lot of improvements, and they they didn't sit on their laurels. They made new versions. They constantly updated content. Uh it's a, it's they're a weird like, thing. They're wor- they're working at it, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're still they're still investing in that game. So, hmm. all right. That's kind of how I felt about like Game Dev Tycoon when it came out and i was yes. like well there is like game dev studio on ios but game dev story yeah oh game dev story sorry yeah and it's I'm not like, really the same what? game though like it thematically it is but game dev mm. story all the kairosoft games are all exactly the same all of them that i played like it was dungeon village story or something like that and which it's all they all use exactly the same mechanics they're cute okay. they're, they're fun games but I, game dev tycoon did make some decent changes to the formula Simultaneously, Game Dev Tycoon wasn't really that good. I mean, I, 
I played it, it's like, oh, I love the theme, and then I realized this game actually mechanically isn't very good at all. Like, there's a lot of trial and error. Apparently, they fixed a lot of that now, but on release, it was like, mm-hmm. just guess, because I don't know what the yeah, fuck's yeah. going to happen. Like, you have yes. a couple of games that just don't do well for no apparent reason, and suddenly you're broke. I'm like, well, that's brilliant. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to waste my time anymore. Hmm. What else have you been playing, Dodger? Um, I played a, a platformer called Wings of V. Oh, okay. That game is fucking brutal. Okay, why? <laughs> I played it on the easiest difficulty because everybody had said that game is so hard. It's really, really hard. And so I was like, okay, I love platformer games, but I'll still, I'll try it on the lowest difficulty just to make sure that I'm not, you know, pulling my hair out for no reason. It's hard. On even the lowest difficulty, it's hard because it doesn't, the the difficulty levels only give you more save points. That's okay. the only difference. So, well, actually, I think, I think the the bosses are a little bit skewed too, but like the jumping puzzles and all that, of course, is exactly the same. So you just get to save more Jesus, often. Jesus, this looks horrendous. It's so hard. <laughs> it's I spent, oh my god, I spent like an hour and a half on the first fucking boss. I was like, why is this so hard? But it's really fun. It's it's the sort of hardware I wanted to keep playing it. I've been playing it like a little bit every day. And it's just like, <laughs> guys, it kills me. It kills me inside. But I'm not touching this with a 10 foot pole. This looks horrendous. <laughs> it looks exactly your style. It's like a super hard, tough as nails platformer. Yeah, I'm well known for my videos on those. <laughs> Your fav- it's your favorite genre of game, right? Obviously. <laughs> That's what I hear. Game uh-huh. of the year, right here. If only it had roguelike elements. Oh, yes. Add a few of those in there. and yeah, get, get some open world. A yeah, few more I fetch think quests. I was, I was surprised. I was surprised how hard it was, like, from the get-go. It was pretty difficult, like, from the onset for me. And looking back, I, I think on things that I had a lot of difficulty with, and lo- logically, they're easy. Right. That's what's so frustrating about platformers is you're like, I understand how this is supposed to work. I know what I'm supposed to do, but you just do it over and over and over again. You keep fucking up. And then you just, ah! So that's the experience of this game. You play a little cute. Well, your TV's probably shown gameplay, but you, 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 you're a little angel girl and your stupid dumbass friend takes you down to where a horrible demon is and you guys are like ha 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 throwing rocks at it and you set it free by accident and then you destroy like your whole hometown of angels you're like okay well i guess i gotta defeat the demons now lol it's very weird so apparently it's by the i want to be the boshi developer solgrin uh, yeah well nope not going (laughs) anywhere near that absolutely not it's hard it's a hard game really fun though Really, really fun hard. Uh, and I'm not even that far because it takes me fucking forever to even progress in that game. So there you go. Um, I would recommend that if you really like platformers. Uh, the um, the love sim that I play on my channel, Dandelion, the people who make Dandelion have another game coming out that's already like been greenlit for Steam that's called Nameless. And I'm sensing a theme with their games, guys, because Dandelion is about a girl who wakes up and finds a bunch of small animals in her house. And she's like, oh, my gosh, what should I do with them? And she winds up keeping them and then they all turn into hot men. Right. So then Nameless, (laughs) 
Nameless is about a girl who collects dolls and a bunch of her dolls one day turn into hot men. I don't understand. So <laughs> I feel like all of their games are going to follow that theme. But I played the demo for Nameless. Um, the art style is like just skewed, like just different enough where it feels the the atmosphere of the game is very different from Dandelion. But um, I don't know. The character types seem pretty similar. It's, it'll, it might be fun. There are two demos, though. So you can like, you know, really try it out if you're into Otome games. Um, it reminds me of that like Patrick Stewart joke from Extras where he's describing a script idea and just no matter what happens, it always ends with a naked lady. Like it could be like, right. she, she tells me not to ride my bike on the grass and then I wink my eyes and all their clothes fall off and then I ride my bike away. <laughs> it's kind of like that. It's like, all right, we're going to make a new game. This one is going to be about a lonely girl who lives by herself because she doesn't have a good relationship with her parents. And then something turns into hot men. What could turn into hot men? <laughs> it's like the same formula every time, right? It's like, okay. They're all Korean games. The voice acting is great, but, you know, I turn that off so that I can do real dumb voices. So, That's a... Blown off in the wind. That sounds really great. Mm-hmm, I can tell you seem like you'd be really into it. You yeah, should probably try it. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody tweet at Total Biscuit saying you want him to play the uh, nameless demo. Hashtag F Trump. Don't. <laughs> don't. Please. Well, at least you've given me a good set of filters to filter that shit please out. Should be easy enough. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Anyone else played anything else this week? Yes. I did. What did you? Uh, two games of, of note. Uh, Saturday, I played uh, on the GOG uh, Twitch channel. I played Freedom Planet. Freedom Planet, yes. Far too long than I... I was only supposed to do it for a little while, and I played it way too long. Look, I really enjoyed that game. Um, if you like callbacks to old Genesis uh, Sonic, that's pretty much what it is. It's fantastic. Kinda. I had a lot of fun with it. Um it it's like a weird like, Sonic game, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, except it's you know it's it's with like voice acting and shit in it. Mm -hmm. Yes, the voice acting is. Uh, here's the thing, it's a lot of people that I know, which is really crazy to hear their voices. <laughs> Way back when, year two thousand ish, uh, a lot of us amateur voice acting people had like a forum, and it's all those people, which is crazy. So uh, yeah, it's actually a lot of fun, and uh, I would say try it if that, that's your thing i mean i haven't played a sonic game in years and i had a blast so i would say uh, check that out also this past week i had a chance to um play uh, total war arena i'm not gonna i don't think i can say anything but i'm gonna just say that imagine a world in which uh -huh. if you play total war games you spend all this time making an army and sending them to the battle, and you're really like, oh, oh, I don't want to use this, and I don't want to do this, and I don't... Get rid of all the, the creation parts, and just imagine a world in which you are playing the battles without having to worry about recreating armies afterwards. It's a ton of fun. It's a lot of fun. It was... It was I was like, yeah, no, this is, this is something that I think I can convince TB to play with me. It's one of those games that's very tactical, and at the same time, just like, F it. Let's see what happens when I send an army over a cliff to jump down on dudes like in 300. It's pretty great. <laughs> it's pretty great. So I had a lot of fun with that, but I can't really say much more than that. So mm. I won't. When it comes out, that'll be a thing. 
without the creation part of it, it's kind of pointless because you don't feel like you've you really like invested in anything that happens. Well, I, I and that's for me, that's what I like the most because the investment is it's it's a lot of people. I'm not sure I can say numbers. It's a great number of people versus a great number of people, each controlling a number of uh, uh, regiments, and it's insane. It's really really cool. Uh, and I like that you didn't have the investment because that investment makes me fearful to try new things. And this was like, F it. Let's see what we can do. Let's create some crazy stuff. And the battles were epic. So uh, it really it, it spoke to me. Which was, it, sa it, give, it saved me the time of having to level up armies and stuff. So I had a lot of fun. But um, yeah, those two. I'd look out for that in the future. And Freedom Planet now, you can get on GOG. It's on sale. For like something ridiculous percent off because they have a winter sale. I'm going to promote them right now because screw it. <laughs> go to GOG.com. <laughs> there you go. Done. That just happened in your life. Uh, hmm. Never Alone. I played Never Alone. I heard mm. TB not a fan of Never Alone. Don't like it. Really? What really? do you like about it? Um, It's not a very good video game. It's got... <laughs> Real, it's got really nice visuals. I love the idea that they're using real cultural inspirations from an area that doesn't really get covered all that much. And the game is uninspired and kind of buggy and not particularly great. That's the main problem I've got with it. It's, it's just not particularly elegant in its design. There are difficulty spikes all over the place. The way that the AI controls your companion means a lot of instant death scenarios occur. And unfortunately, I feel the way that they conveyed the cultural aspects was might as well not even be part of the game. Like they gave you a bunch of videos to watch. It's like, mm -hmm. well, I mean, that might as well be the extras on a DVD. You know, this is not the strength of video games. The strength of video games is the ability to communicate ideas through doing. You know, don't 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 tell me about it. Show show it to me. Let me experience it. And it doesn't. So it's that was a disappointment for me. I was hoping for a lot more. Hmm. Well, he gave you an in-depth answer, Jesse. You can't say he, did. he didn't. I, I mean, I can't <laughs> argue. It's mad. It's almost like I'm critique not... video games for a living or something. Jesus. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I happen to disagree, but that's not you know whatever. I'm not a reviewer. I'm just a guy who plays games that I like. So shit. What the hell do I know? <laughs> <laughs> People come to me. They're like, "What did you think of this game?" Like, what does it matter what I thought of it? If I had fun, great. If not, mm. go to people who do it for a living. That's why that's why some people win awards and other people are me. There's there's the difference, <laughs> internet. You know what I found interesting is that the and I don't want to blow on that horn too much, but the the way that they did the, what, the that like, you're a winner of an yeah, award. A winner of a game award. That you won an award. Yeah. You know, I actually felt really bad for like the the goddamn Valiant Heart devs got basically got their award shoved in their face at the side of the stage and Mine was on the main stage. Like, no, you, you guys, you guys should be up there. Come on, you know, you made well, a great video there's... game. I just made videos on the internet. It's not really the same. But it, it, it has to do with with uh, eyes and them wanting people to see. Yeah, I that guess you so. got it. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's all it's about. It's it's marketing at the end of the yeah. day, which is it's sad. Yeah, but what but I found amusing was you're a marketing tool now, TB. So enjoy. I think it was three three of <laughs> the five, like the contrast between the two, like me and Jeff Gersman's videos and everyone else's was like, let's play, let's play, let's play. Jeff Gersman playing a DS on a roller coaster and me <laughs> talking about Shadow of Mordor. I was like, this, 
there is a difference between what we do here, I think. And it was it was interesting to say the least. But Yeah. I mean it was it was cool to win. It's cool to win. Apparently Boogie ran off with cool. the envelope. <laughs> of course. He's, yeah, he has it at home. It uh he brought it home because apparently someone believed that like he faked it, and he's like, "No, no, no! Here it is. It's got a name in it or some shit." It's like, "Yes, Aww. Boogie deliberately said the wrong name on stage and clearly co-opted the entire event. That's what happened." Internet. All right, it, everyone it just went along went, with it. Yeah, it definitely was not on a teleprompter. <laughs> we didn't have the heart to tell or... him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I played uh, something else this week that I forgot to mention, and yes. I want to because I think a lot of people have not heard of or played it. It's a point-and-click adventure game called Lumino City, or I have Luminosity. heard of it it looks interesting. Yes, the whole game Paper. is made in this kind of real miniature form, and then uh, they film it, and that's how they get the environments into the game. So it is kind of like, if you wanted to be really reductive, it's almost like an FMV-style thing where you interact with real footage. But uh, it, it's really cool, and unlike most point-and-click adventure games, the puzzles aren't like social engineering or like really absurd instead they give you like a, a machine to tinker with and they're like this machine's broken like fiddle around with it and figure out how it works like by putting gears onto onto posts and stuff like that or you know learning how to develop films <laughs> it's good uh it's it's expensive but it's it's really charming and uh i've been having how a lot of fun it? with it so far it's 20 bucks i think 22 canadian as far as i can tell I can't find anything but a Pokemon city. Clearly, I'm typing it in wrong. All right, it's L-U-M-I-N-O city. It's a sequel or a pseudo-sequel to this game that came out in 2011 called Loom, not to be confused with the LucasArts uh, point-and-click adventure game Loom, but it is a point-and-click adventure game. Mm -hmm. uh, here we go. Lumino City. Yeah, point-and-click puzzle game. Uh, I mean, aesthetically, it looks nice. Don't get me wrong, but... A lot of the draw sort of is is the aesthetics, but I I don't normally like point and click adventure games that have kind of like traditional kind of like Lucas Artsy solutions. I, I much prefer this where it's like, you know, here's like figure out how to get electricity from this box to this box basically <laughs> by using some yeah. citrus. Here are a bunch of mirrors and a light source. Turn yes, on the machine. It, it does do that. <laughs> yeah, it's very cute. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, right. it's cute. I don't know the gameplay. I haven't. I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, definitely not my sort of style. I'll tell you that for a fact. But I can is definitely it, see why people is would it like a it. story driven point and click game, or is it just move from one objective to the next? That will determine it, whether I care. It is story driven, but there's not like a lot of characters and dialogue and stuff like that. It's more minimalistic. But you you have a you have a quest. I wouldn't say it's focused on the story. It's more focused on the puzzles. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. I tried. That's okay. No, I'll play it. I like it. I'm totally into that <laughs> shit. I'm just joining in on the cat sounds that everybody else is making. <laughs> oh, I uh, I played Rollers of the Realm. Oh, again. yes, the pinball game. Is that any good? I uh, I loved it. Uh, a lot of people in chat were mad because it's more RPG stuff and not necessarily like the things it has you do are not like pinball-y things, you're using the pinballs in ways that progress an RPG story. And so you're moving the ball and, like, having it move through a maze and opening and closing gates that are, like, like, you know, the little lever thingies. I don't know what the hell they're called. But the... and So you're doing all sorts of different things, but you're not actually playing pinball. So a lot of people were mad about that. Um, 
I liked it. I thought it was a lot of, of fun. But uh, it's definitely designed for a keyboard. It said you could, you could use the controller, so I got my controller. I was like, this will be easy. Half the buttons weren't even on the controller. Oh. I was like, how do I use my dog? Because you get like <laughs> power-ups, and, and the rogue girl gets a dog. I pressed every damn button on my controller. Did not. I guess I had to map it or something. Did not work, and it was just a space bar. So I was using controller plus, you know, plus space to make all the specials activate. But um, it was flippers. Thank you, chat. The flippers. <laughs> the like flippers. the hell I would okay. know what those are called. And so I would use the flippers to move the ball around, and you got different balls. So you had the rogue character, which is literally Hannah from the Ogs cast. It is exactly her. And then you have a drunk knight, who is basically Lewis from the Ogs cast, and then a dog, which is Simon's. From, like, I swear to God, it's Yogg's cast in the Middle Ages, and you play as pinball characters. And each character's a ball, and each character has different stats. So the knight is a big metal ball that can burst through stuff and the rogue is a little tiny ball and the mage whenever she bounces around and does stuff she gains mana and you can cast spell it's cool it's a cool concept i don't know um if it's everyone's cup of tea i guess you have to really love pinball in order to i kind of do like i, I like pinball i like pinball yeah, yeah. so if I this is your that. thing you will love it i i had a blast and it was a lot of fun but it's one of those games that i don't know everyone would love but i loved it so there you go. I'll play that. It's 25% off right now. And it wasn't that expensive to begin with, if I recall correctly. No, it's $7.50 if you're in America. So pinball is what you guys all agree on, but this lovingly handcrafted paper craft miniature point-and-click adventure game just oozing with charm is just, eh. Look, pinball's fucking good. I said good. I'd play it. I love pinball too, okay? I can't, that's the worst part. I can't stay mad at you. Yeah, plus, plus... Yes. It's like you're leveling characters, you're buying equipment, you're doing all like it's an RPG. It's but pinball with RPG. Pinball. I bet your I'll cute, charming it. little characters don't have levels. They don't. Equipment. They have a. They have a five, five item inventory. <laughs> <laughs> Not even got any stat points on him. <laughs> Can't even level up that little cute guy in this uh. cute house. <laughs> I don't know, I mean, stuff like, the fact of the matter is, stuff like Luminosity is just, it's more niche. Some people just don't like it. I, I don't like yeah. the way that those games are designed. Like, I can appreciate it from an aesthetic point of view, but I don't want to play it. Simple as that, really. I don't want to sit around fixing gears. I don't care about that stuff. If you're more niche than pinball, you got a problem with your design. There ain't <laughs> nothing fucking niche about pinball, man. The pinball revival, thanks to fucking iOS devices, huge. Like, Zen yeah. Pinball, massively successful. Uh, pinball yeah. Arcade, massively successful. I own a bunch of pinball tables on both of those, and they're fucking great. The Star Wars pinball yeah. sets that you can get are incredible. The Deadpool uh, pinball thing, they've gone completely off the rails with the crazy stuff they can do, and it's awesome. It's really fun. The and things can... I would do to find an old, like, physical Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade pinball machine, I don't, like, I used to play that all the time when I was younger. I would just dump money into it. Not because I was good, because I liked all the crazy, insane shit that happened in the game. I, man, man, pinball. Yeah. Well, I mean, real yeah. pinball tables are works of art. Like, they are mechanical works of art. They're so complex. Yeah. It's incredible what they were able to do. So good. And it's just a, it's a game of skill, at the end of the day. You know, it's, a, it's a simple skill game. 
and it's it's very easy to appreciate, I think. Well, this takes the skill to, like, that next level. There's keys you have to find on the map and treasures you have to unlock. You have to angle it at certain degrees in order to get them. And so it's a lot of trial and error and practice, which is fun to play. Probably not the best thing to watch because you're sitting there trying to figure it out and chat is like, we already know exactly where it needs to go. You are doing it completely. It's very, like, bat right. backseat gamery. So it was one of those, like, backseat gotcha. gaming right. pinball is as if we could stoop any lower. So I was like, well, I'm going to play this not in a video anymore. Thanks. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I don't like you anymore. Go away. I'm going to take my game and go home, guys. Bye. I, I have felt that way about several games, i got to say. It's just nicer just to do it without judgment. Uh-huh. want to play video Agreed. games? Let me. <laughs> that about it for games we've been playing else? this week? I Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking. I don't see anything. Yeah, I'm looking too. <clears throat> I, yeah, I don't. I don't think there's anything else really. I mean, just yeah. I, wa I watched. Standard. I watched uh, a movie. Yes. Or a documentary. Go I, on. Uh huh. Yes. I, I I watched a a wonderful wonderful thing indeed. Uh, Crendor absolutely loves this movie, and it's called uh, Jiro Dreams Dreams of Sushi. Mm. Uh, 2011 documentary about Jiro, Jiro dreams of sushi. Yeah, this by the way has 99% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It is one of the highest rated movies of all time, according to Rotten Tomatoes. It is a it's a documentary about a man who makes sushi. He's like 85. He oh. has a tiny restaurant. It's a three star Michelin restaurant in Japan. It's got 10 seats, and he makes very simple sushi, and it's beautifully shot it's inspiring it's compelling to watch i watched it start to finish i have i don't even like sushi i don't i don't fucking like sushi at all it is a wonderful documentary it's so interesting and it, it, it's re the guy is just you can respect him like he's committed his entire life to being the very fucking best at something and that is really <laughs> awesome like they even have a word in japan for people like that I can't remember what it is. It begins with an S, but... Isn't it, that what they would do, like... For, this is entirely generalizing, but isn't that, like, what they would do for tea and and craftsmen and, like, the people like people who, like, I'm going to be the best at making a cup of tea. I'm going to be the best guy who makes this specific weapon. I'm going to be the best guy who does this. Like, it's... I know exactly what you're talking about, but it's like a... It's like a big Japanese yeah, thing. It's not sensei. It's like sen sentaktsu or something like that. I don't know. Uh, that's it. Uh, sh shokunin. Uh, shokunin. That's how yeah, to and describe it's it. it. And it's, it can literally be anything. It's like yeah. this one thing I'm going to be the best I'm at. I'm going to be the best. I'm going to commit to this. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's all. It's like I, I, I like this idea that it's like I love this thing so much that I'm so passionate about it that I, mm -hmm. I'm willing to commit my life to it. And all I want is to be better at that thing. Like I'm not using this as a stepping stone to something else. Like I'm not kind yes. of, I am I am this person. Like this is my life. Like I can I can get behind that. That's really cool. And but, it's, guys, and it's, all I want to do is eat sushi. Well, we can go to the break and you can go order some. When we come back, we'll be talking a little bit about the news, and you will be forever reminded that the sushi that oh, you will order will be nowhere near stuff? as good. What? PlayStation stuff, all the all the release like videos and stuff. Can we talk about that? We, yeah, we can talk about how much they're going to be visually downgraded by the time they come out. You're going to be watching I the Crossfire podcast. Wait. Don't go anywhere. Aww. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional uh, Podcast. I'm going to have to leave for a little while um, because, well, our dog managed to get out of the backyard. Not sure how that happened. We just had the fence reinforced to make sure that didn't happen. He's nowhere to be seen, so myself and the missus are kind of scouring the neighborhood at the moment. I need to be at the front door to make sure if he comes back to the front door, I let him in. So I'm going to let you guys talk about the news, and I'm simply not going to be here. It's that simple. Hopefully he comes back soon and we find him and then I can get back on with the show. But I kind of got to prioritize that. So mm -hmm. you guys deal with it. I, I'm okay. going to be gone for a while. Okay. Sorry, Great. guys. We're going to Yeah, I've got to go get some shoes on and go try and find this dog. All right. Okay. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's gone. <laughs> All right. Let's talk PlayStation. Look, okay. I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking control. Did you guys, yeah, did you guys actually watch everything that ha that happened with the conference? Literally I didn't watch nothing. anything. Yeah. There were... Uh-oh. Oh, I thought oh, I just muting. found it. Like, hey, guys, I'm back. I just found hey, it. Hey, did it. Found the, the dog. Okay. We found the dog. All right. So um, I don't know even where to begin with this. I think it was really cool. Uh, but I'll bring this up to you before we get into, like, the nitty-gritty. What do you think of the fact that... This is the, I don't even know how many, I want to say eighth major presentation of this sort. Uh, and it kind of comes along lines of, remember when E3 was like a very big monumental, like everything's at E3, you got to go to E3 to get everything. It feels like by the time we get to E3, E3 is like, unless it's brand new, no one really cares anymore. Yeah, because there's so many opportunities to learn information before E3 that it's like, okay, I mean, I, I knew about most of this, you know? Yeah, it's it's a very weird uh, sort of feeling to be like, oh, it's another giant press conference where a gaming company is going to tell us everything that's coming out on their platform. Okay, PlayStation, what do you got? I, mean, I guess I'm it's like nice for people that like go want to go to every convention because because I guess there's not much else in early December, like the end of November. But it's at least it's not in like the the summer or early spring season, like every other convention is. But yeah, I would be super okay with the idea of like because a lot of people have been joking, even I've been joking about the idea of PlayStation being like, ah, we're doing our own thing, and then Microsoft being like, fine, then we're we're doing our own thing, and just everybody, all of the major companies, just kind of you know, have their own whatever that happens. And then all of the major conventions are forced to kind of like downgrade back to being community events. I think that would be amazing. It, the, I guess it's because they can control their message more. The problem is in controlling their message, it's a lot more deception. I think that's what TV was hitting at before I ran after a dog yeah. is if you watch the PlayStation footage, it all seemed, er, it all seemed very much like, okay, what are, what are we getting into? What what's right. what's all this cool stuff? I don't know. Um, do you feel I guess like we it, can talk? Oh, no, do you feel sorry. like it didn't have the same feeling as like like Nintendo Direct is the exact same thing, right? But you and I have both talked about how Nintendo Direct feels very fun and like free of the bullshit of conventions, and you know yeah. they get to you know they get to craft you like this this cool little thing that showcases everything they want to tell you. So you you felt more 
you didn't feel that way about PlayStation Experience. I mean, I I honestly wanted to be there. I had an in, but I just couldn't do it because this weekend I was busy. But I really wish I could have gone because I would have liked to seen the award show. I would have liked to gone to all of that. I would have liked to seen what PlayStation had because I hear there was a lot of cool stuff you get your hands on, and that's sort of like what's the hell's the point of being on a podcast like this if you can't be like, guess what I played, guys? Right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it. it it's interesting to see what they came out with. I do love that chat right now is saying, talk about Square Enix. And, oh, oh, guys, I will. If you weren't <laughs> aware, Square Enix. It, so yes. basically, they came out on stage. It was one of those things that was like, we hear everyone on planet Earth would love a Final Fantasy VII on PS4. Okay. And they just gave people Final Fantasy VII on PS4. No updates, no changes, no nothing. And it's. Yeah. God bless cameras. They captured the perfect, the perfect audience reaction. Dude comes out. Dude gives presentation on Final Fantasy VII. The audience is like, and then it's old school Final Fantasy VII trailers. Like, we'll give you the PC one, but on PlayStation 4. The audience reaction was like dudes on cell phones. Like, people just like, like, you lost them. You lost them right there. It was amazing. That was an amazing moment in yeah. video gaming. I was like, wow, you guys are for the me, worst. For me, it's like, how many consoles exactly do we need Final Fantasy VII on? I, can, yeah. I don't need it on PlayStation 4. I can play it on literally every other console I have, including my computer. Exactly. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. They have milked that teat dry. Right? I don't. And the and the I whole time for years now too they've been like maybe one day we'll remake the whole game and I'm like that would be interesting <laughs> that would be an interesting thing it's never gonna fucking happen but that would be an interesting thing if you ever chose to do that rather than giving us the exact same game over and over and over and over and over again yes that's how I feel yeah. about the virtual console too when Nintendo's like Donkey Kong Junior is coming out next week and I'm like I could play that. 15 years ago if I wanted yes, to. Yes. Or in exactly. Smash Bros, I started to explore like the all, all the other menus and it's like play the games that the people in the game, the characters in the game are known for and it's like Donkey Kong, 2 minute demo. Like we don't want to kill the golden goose on this one. You can't play more than 2 minutes of Donkey Kong or you might decide that it's not <laughs> worth buying right now. Like we're going right. to give you like a minute and a half of Super Mario World. Then you can go buy it on virtual console if you want to. Speaking Silly. of Nintendo, uh did you see the Zelda little footage thing they did? I did see that. Can I ask a fundamental question? Is there footage out there that exists of just the game? Like without the the people sitting next to it. As much as I love two dudes talking (laughs) with a little tiny-ass screen of Zelda in the background, is there... That's why I don't put my picture in the corner of of videos I make. I want want to watch... I don't want to watch me. I don't want to watch those guys. I want to watch the game. You get none of that. And then they're like, look, you can see the map. And they scroll it out a little bit. And a little bit more. And you can tell there's obviously a ton more. And they're like, let's go back to looking at us looking at a screen. It's like, no! <laughs> no! What are you doing? I care about this. Stop! Oh. Yeah. I don't know why they did that. Uh-oh. It, there apparently is full screen footage. I have yet to see it. I'll, I'll scour the internet later. But uh, that's aggravating. Did, you, did it look cool? Did you think it was like the Zelda you always wanted? Ooh. Uh, I, I've only played like maybe four of the Zelda games. So whenever it comes out and they come out with like promo footage for it, I'm like, 
Looks like Zelda. I like Zelda. I'll probably play it when it comes out. That's about where I got to it. It was kind of like, guess what? You got a horse. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, I could guess. Yeah. Mm, I'm being told that the video of the Zelda is recropped. It's like people just taking that corner and blowing it up. Oh, boo. <laughs> Please tell me that's not the case. I don't want to watch that. Um, so, yeah, that was interesting. I, I was kind of cool about that. Uh, getting back to PlayStation, though, some things. I wrote down some notes here because I was watching it okay. as it was going on live. And I wrote I wrote down some notes. Go the on. Thing that, the thing I wrote down that I just. Uh, did Nathan Drake look weird to anyone in the trailer? And this is, this I think is an interesting, I don't know why. I, <laughs> this is Jesse Cox written at the moment. Is he supposed to look like he's not only aged, but taking a ton of drugs? Like, he's like when you look at Stallone when he was younger and then Stallone now. And you're like, damn, what happened to him? Same thing with Nathan Drake. That's the note I wrote. <laughs> Go watch the trailer if you have time. If I was in control, I'd put up the trailer. The, tra the Nathan Drake uh -oh. looks weird. He doesn't look like Nathan Drake that I remember. Like, he looks like an, I wouldn't say more grizzled. He just doesn't look, he looks like an actor playing Nathan Drake. It's a very He's strange. He's some work done. Yeah, he yeah, doesn't you know. look right. And then, and then they're like, here's his older brother. And it's like, hey, I'm your older brother. He looks like, <laughs> just, <laughs> it looked very weird. It didn't feel right. It didn't. Usually when I see an Uncharted trailer, I'm like, yeah, yeah. This was like, okay, well, that was interesting. It was a very weird thing. So he's back. We have it? dog. Oh, fuck me. Hi. Yeah? Uh, right. So he never, he didn't escape through the fence because that would be crazy. Because, I mean, we, we put in an in the invisible dog fence, right? To augment our current existing fence, because apparently that wasn't enough to keep him in. As he would, he found a place in the fence that he could jump. So we had this invisible dog fence, and he wears this collar that, you know, warns him if he's too close to it. Works pretty well. But we also enhanced the fence, because I believe he's a stubborn bastard. He never got over the fence. No, 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 no. No, my, my, my mother-in-law let him out, as it turns out. Accidentally. What? Accidentally. Oh. I basically opened the gate when she was bringing some shopping in, and he slipped out through through the le legs, basically. And since, you know, he has absolutely no respect for authority whatsoever, ran off. <laughs> so we chased him down eventually. God Good. damn. So moral of the story is when your mother-in-law says, well, I, it's it's so expensive to live in an apartment on my own. Kevin, you've got all this space. Can, you know, can we just kind of move in? Say no, say no. No! <laughs> there you go there you go that's the moral i agree fundamentally agree with that moral so we've got the dog back good and now what happened to the mother-in-law oh <laughs> i want to know she, she's being subjected to the most cruel and unusual punishment imaginable she has to go to my son's band concert Yay! he's been playing clarinet for a month and a half nice yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She will learn. Yeah. She will learn this lesson. At least it's not the recorder. God, that was those were dark days. The sound of a thousand squeaky out-of-tune woodwind instruments. The cacophony from the hells itself. Summon from the great abyss. A sound to end universes. And she will have to endure it. Mm -hmm. And I That's said, talking about fuck the end off, of the Bible. I'm doing my show. 
<laughs> and that makes me sound like a terrible human being, but I actually... We we agreed all this last week. I'm not going to this one. So <laughs> we all fuck off. I'm don't worry. My show don't worry. It's, it's not like um, it's like oh yeah yeah no. We, we, we agreed that I was not going because doing the show. Blah, blah, blah. So what did I miss? Was it fun? Uh, uh, yeah. We started talking about PlayStation and how uh, we started with whether all these things are. Um, killing E3's vibe about how everyone's doing their own stuff and if it makes E3 less important. Good. And then, uh, I'd be okay with that. E3 is silly and not very good and a waste of everybody's time. Like, <laughs> Yeah, do your own thing. Absolutely. By the hit- time as you want, Shalini Games. We hit up Square Enix and how they're awful and continue to be awful. And how yes. they were like, here's Final Fantasy VII. It's the old one. It's the, it's the port- they ported the PC version, didn't they? Yes. If I recall correctly. It's so stupid. They just keep doing the same shit. Over After everyone over says, again. yeah, we want to remaster, we want to remaster. No, 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 no. You no, don't no, want no. that. You t- no, no, no. We're going to give you this. I'm sure you'll be fine with it. Uh, <laughs> then we talked about, we started getting to Nintendo a little bit and you Zelda's through thing. You shit. Wow. No, no, we, we jumped around. We, were gonna go, we went ah. back to PlayStation. We went to Nintendo and Zelda and how we were trying to find footage of the actual game and not guys just playing the game. But yeah. that doesn't exist. There's just cropped versions of what was on the screen. Zelda. Well, I mean, the, really, yeah. the 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 big bit of Zelda was at the end of the Game Awards, where they had just had uh, they had uh, Miyamoto and the other guy just playing on that yeah, screen. Yeah, and that's what we were talking about. And I was like, is there actual footage of the game? No, they they decided no. to do it that way for no apparent reason. I no reason. Yeah. I don't know why. And then uh, we moved back to PlayStation, and I brought up that I had written down notes during the the conference stuff and i was really mind blown about nathan drake and how nathan drake in uncharted doesn't look he looks like i said he looks like uh the difference between stallone when he was younger and stallone now and how they look like two totally different people new nathan drake doesn't i don't know if it's like an uncanny valley thing or if it's just nathan drake not looking like it yeah i don't it's very it's very weird and so i'm not a fan of new nathan drake and the next thing i was going to talk about was the order they keep trying to sell me on this game, and every time I see footage, I'm like, "This is the brownest game that ever existed." <laughs> right? It's continually brown. But my cinematic vision. We got our black bars because it's more cinematic, not because it's 25% less pixels to render. Oh no, no, no! It's cinematic vision. 60 FPS would ruin the aesthetic and the feel of this game. So we feel 30. You know, a, a frame rate better suited to 1992 would be more suitable for our wonderful artistic. Vision. It's well, a fucking it, cover shooter with QTEs. Yeah, no, and, and it looks like watching the gameplay, that's exactly what it looks like. They have yet to show anything that makes me be like, damn, that's that's game changing. It's in It's a showpiece. That's all it is. It's a fucking exactly, showpiece. You're exactly and Dodger right. seems you're like exactly he really right. wants to share her opinion on said showpiece, so go for it. All I was gonna say was, um, whenever somebody's like, No, we're doing it at 30 FPS because we want it to feel more cinematic, I'm like, yeah, but Aren't most videos and movies shot in 24? 24. Yep. Yep. So put it to 24. Oh, you see, if you, you see, really want to commit to this, oh, yeah. which commit, you don't, go the whole hog. But don't be a pussy really about it. If you really want to commit to this, Come on. yeah, do 24. Right? Yeah, they tried to explain that when they did that. I was like, 24 didn't feel right, but 30. Yeah, it's those extra six. That's what really did it for you. Yeah, okay. No, let's be fucking honest. It is because yeah. this console you're making this showpiece for that has 
like in the demand of console owners for graphics has gone so beyond reasonable that you have to compromise in every way. I mean, come on, this is a game that has, like I said, it's rendered in a lower resolution. It has black bars on the top, so it has to render 25% less pixels. Like, I mean, how far does that go? It's like, yeah, yeah, we're just gonna, we're gonna keep making those bars bigger, bigger, bigger. It reminds me of the, the, the videos in like the, the uh, Sega CD and 32X era, yes. where there were tiny little yes. fucking resolution. <laughs> Yeah, Come yes. on. It's it's a very weird, because I the trailer starts with, like, you sort of feel like, oh, well, this time it's not going to be at night. Like, the other ones were at night. And this one, you have lights, and you get to see the world, and you're inside, and it's lit up, and it's still brownish. And, like, it's, everything's brown. The cake on the damn counter is brown. It's like, what is happening in this world? I, I, I have no, I, uh 1886 was just a really brown year. Yeah. It was a very brown year. If you weren't there, you don't know. I mean, this, I these I are don't. based on real you historical werewolf it. battles, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Here we see this giant enemy crab. Um, but, but with that said, um, the opposite end, when they've... Uh, I don't remember whether it was the award show or it was actual PlayStation. When they showed No Man's Sky? I think it was the award show, Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Whenever they showed No Man's Sky, everyone on the internet lost their shit and tweeted about how amazing it was and how it was mind-blowing. I'd like to point out to everyone who lost their minds, it's colorful, but we saw no actual gameplay. It was just graphics with an, with an overlaid UI to make it look like you were playing the game. And there was... I honestly was more confused after it was over i was like i don't know what this is nobody knows I have what, no it is. Clue what it is they still don't know like it's been it's been like a year since they put this shit out and still no one has any fucking idea you fly and internet, around and there are planets uh, every, okay and every what? website i went to that a what gaming else? website was like this is it this is the next big thing it's, they're idiots like, this is it doesn't exist this is not a thing it's not stop it no it, it, they are idiots like i'm sorry the hype over no man's sky is ridiculous i love hello games as much as anyone they made joe danger that game was amazing love it but this is not a thing yet like th this is we have a vision and we have no idea how to properly execute it not only that, but if people think that looks impressive, one, play fucking Elite Dangerous or Star Citizen sometime, because that looks way better. Secondly, the popping is insane. And people were like, oh no, that's the world generating below you. No, that's called popping, you fucks. That stuff appearing out of nowhere as it's rendered as you go along. And it, the, the view distance is about five fucking feet, apparently. Yeah. And I get it, it's not done yet. Not done yet, totally. But... Quit freaking out. Like, be a bit more realistic. This is this is the same shit that people pull and they invariably get disappointed. Come on. When we know exactly how this game works, when we know exactly what it's for, when we know no what the what game mechanics are for, what then we do? can start getting a bit excited. Yeah. Despite knowing nothing about it, and, you know, it, disclaimer, it could come out and be amazing and totally game-changing, but it it has to be now because of the amount of hype that's been generated yes. for it without knowing anything oh, yeah. about it and i'm not going to say that that's unfair to the developers because they're going to profit immensely off right. of the fact that this game is being pushed so hard but they're yeah. in such a position it, it's got to be tough if you don't deliver something that's truly mind-blowing people are going to treat it as if it's a huge disappointment which it might be and it probably will yeah. be because expectations are getting to ludicrous levels 
It, it reminds Even me again of the good, Star Citizen hype, but there's, great. there's more of Star Citizen available for you to play right now, and that game looks way better, by the way, because, I mean, fuck, the technology behind Star Citizen is basically the most advanced there is right now in the market. It's a fucking incredible-looking game. There's more of Star Citizen than there is of No Man's Sky, and No Man's Sky has been shown for a year, and it's be it's nothing. It's, n it's not a game yet. We don't know how it's going to play. It might come out, and eventually they're going to have to figure that out. They they don't get to just coast on the visuals forever. I want to know how it plays. I want to know what the progression's like. I want to know what the objectives are. Just flying from planet to planet doing fuck all is not a video game. That's a fucking glorified screensaver. No. Like, tell me what this is. Yeah. Don't, and don't be another spore while you're at it. Yeah, they can make all these crazy worlds with crazy things, but if you don't do anything in them... Or it's entirely like pointless. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah. It's like you were know. talking about earlier about Dragon Age being wide but shallow and like how open world games can sometimes uh, sacrifice that amount of depth. No Man's Sky is like, the concept seems like it's just the widest that it could possibly be. So I worry that it's going to be a little yeah. bit like oh, yeah. Starbound was received where it was like, you can go to other planets, but you why would you want why? to? Why? Yeah. 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 And people pointing out, oh, different. but this is the wiki. I have read the wiki. I know... <laughs> I, you realize who you're talking to here, right? I have read that fucking wiki. I have watched every interview. They still don't know how to it's implement this stuff. I want specifics. And there is none of that. There isn't. It's like, oh, well, there'll be different factions. To do what? You know, how's the combat system going to work? I assume there is a combat system. How is travel going to work? How will procedural generation actually work? And what will it be able to generate? What will I be able to craft? How will the crafting system actually work? What's the end goal? And that, that, that information is extremely vague. Extremely vague. It's like, there'll be a compelling reason to go to the center of the galaxy. I, I, like, what? You know? I mean, yeah. is, this, is this Spore again? Because <laughs> there was a compelling reason to go to the center of the galaxy there, too. I work with specifics. Like, you know. Judging I, by... So should everybody else. Judging by where they're at and what visually they have compared to what gameplay they have that game if it's good and is an actual game that's still like two years out there's no way that's coming out in 2015 it's if it did it's a walking simulator because there's no way and i 2016 if that's the way it's gonna look in 2016 it's it's a non-game like i just don't i don't know what they're doing with this it's just visually something that they bring out every convention conference for people to, like, to hum whore over it's like look what we're doing it's, it's amazing red. and the ui it's got that nice clear destiny style ui on it with a nice font choice and good kerning and like yeah let me you know, re when they actually show gameplay let me know i'm like looking at my own chat which i've got on the other side and people are like man they're being really negative about this game and I understand where you're coming from with that but there's been an environment created where like it's impossible to be positive because the status quo of coverage on it right now is that this is going to change gaming it, huh. it's impossible to be consciously optimistic about it because the optimism it, it can't go any higher basically it, it's unrealistic I, I mean how that's my philosophy come on how this is 2014 and people are still getting hyped about video games are you out of your minds this, this has been one of the worst years for Horrible broken year. promises I mean, Jesus, most yeah. of them are coming from Ubisoft, but 
I mean, look at... This is the same shit people said about Watch Dogs when that was first unveiled. This is going to change gaming. This is revolutionary. Comes out, it's another open-world fucking shooter with a boring goddamn character. That's what... This is what games end up being. You... Here's a a wonderful way to to experience video games, right? And you might think, oh, well, you're a killjoy. No, 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 no. Like, I I pursue real joy. And the way you get that is you don't get hyped about this shit. This is genuine, genuine joy and passion, right? Real joy. (laughs) Real joy. Not Not a killjoy, a real joy. Yeah, not not your your fake marketing hype joy. Not your downscaled, downgraded 2012 E3 trailer kind of joy. No, no, no. The real joy of actually discovering that a game doesn't fucking suck and not having any expectations going into it and being able to experience it on your own terms without anyone else having told you kind of what you're supposed to think about the game. That's that's a wonderful feeling. And I would... Recommend it to everybody, absolutely everybody. Now, don't don't I recommend I. real joy to all of you. Real joy, yeah. real joy real this Christmas. Joy. Stop watching trailers. Stop getting hyped about video games that you don't know anything about. When a game comes out, play it. See if it's any good. Maybe it will be, and then maybe you'll experience the uh, the real joy. <laughs> Ask your doctor if real joy is right for right you. Right for you. <laughs> Side effects may include impotence. <laughs> <laughs> Nausea, vomiting, extreme mm-hmm. sleeping. I think Shovel Knight is real joy. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Binding of Isaac Rebirth yeah. is real joy. Yeah. And real, real joy. joy is different for all of us. Mm. Oh, damn. You can pre order real joy oh. for fifty nine ninety nine and Yes. <laughs> oh, God, no. it's taken a turn. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Everything is corrupted by the AAA games industry, including real joy. I'm sorry. We're done. Including real joy. Real joy isn't real either. Yeah, we need to change the hashtag. It's been co-opted. Okay. Well, and I think and I think to Northern Alliance chat, it's not us that, like, it's not us that are awful people. It's that we have just been beaten been down for so much. Yeah. Beaten down yeah. so much for so long, especially this year. A lot of stuff came out this year, and I, I honestly feel like it's because of the new consoles. Like, a lot of people had a lot of expectations and a lot of hype that was like, oh, yeah, no, this is this is going to be a great year for games. A lot of new stuff, a lot of cool things. It's been really kind of lame. The best games, again, I would say two years in a row, indie games. Mm. Indie games came out and destroyed. I w- And I think I said this last December on this podcast. Indie games killed it this year, and AAA titles kind of sucked. I mean, there's there's yeah. been there's been plenty of good AAA games. It's just not maybe it's not the biggest hyped ones. Like I would maintain, Wolfenstein is incredible. There's some real yes, joy. Agree. Like, I go into Wolfenstein with no expectations because the only thing I'd played of Wolfenstein was that shitty demo that they showed me at PAX, and I wasn't yeah. impressed. Get into that yeah. game. Game's fucking awesome. Play through the whole thing. That was great. But I, the hype wasn't there. there the the no, response there wasn't. wasn't insane. Like it's a weird sort of like kind of passed over game, which is sad. Because you're right, I, I loved it. I thought it's it was a great, great game, one of the best of the year. Yeah, but whatever. Definitely. Yeah. All right. What else have we got on the news front? We don't much, do we? Uh <laughs> It really is. Uh, it really is. <laughs> you want to dive into home. the GTA Five thing, or do you want to avoid that? Oh, what about GTA Five? What did I miss? Oh, you missed that. No, what did Dodger I miss? Knows, right? Is in no. GTA Five. All I know about GTA Five is oh, you play the first Australian. Person. Yeah, I was gonna say you covered Strip it on clubs. Daily Bite, didn't you? Um, or did you? She just shows up. She no. doesn't know what she's. She just reads a teleprompter. Well, 
Like I don't I don't know that anything is is different from before, is it? No, like Australia really. still won't let GTA five in the country, right? No, that no 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 no. That's no. no. No, it's a different thing. No, different thing. I mean, basically, previously they wouldn't, but I mean, the R18 right. rating has been in place since the start of the year over there, so they've allowed that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. now the, the recent controversy is that GTA 5 was removed from sale at Target Australia and Kmart's after a petition from three like alleged sex workers that basically claimed this thing was misogynistic and promoted violence against women. And they, they went after Target because I believe the CEO of Target is part of a group called White Ribbon, who was pledged to kind of speak out against violence against women in Australia. And gotcha. as a result, it was kind of a soft target for them. Did you see what they did? Soft target? Ah, ah, uh, ah, ah. Yeah. And it also... Uh, have it, a sex I work thought... industry? Uh, well, I mean, if I recall correctly, uh, brothels are legalized in Australia, right? I, I'm pretty sure street sex work isn't, but brothels are regulated. Pax Australia, eh? <laughs> <laughs> the only way he can get laid go to australia and get paid they don't I'm know not... me there they don't know me there, TV. <laughs> that, they, and they don't care fresh territory. <laughs> i'm not gonna lie when you said she was part of a, a group called white ribbon i thought that you were going to say white women and i was like there's a but, just a group called white, white women, women there <laughs> jesus Yes, so apparently, yeah, I'm being told that I, uh, that I am correct, that uh, there are, yeah, bro brothels are legal in some Australian states, apparently. I didn't even know there were states in Australia. Yeah. Oh, Jesse. Yeah. Yep. I just thought there was city, you, city, desert. That's you don't all know I anything. Look, yeah. All I know is that's all I cared to know, let's mm -hmm. be honest. That's the difference. Yeah, so it's it's pissed off a lot of Australians. My video on the subject was my most... Because uh, it, it, YouTube does this little thing now where they give you stupid little facts like, this video was yeah. shared in Australia more times than any yeah. video in the last six months. That was yeah. mine. Uh, I did the video on, uh, on GTA and that was shared all over Australia. And a lot of Australian gamers are pissed off because they, they fought really hard to get the R18 plus rating. They had to lobby to get that because they were being told, you're not grown-ups. You can't play grown-up entertainment because government says no. So they pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed for years and they got it. And then a group of people basically off the back of lies, because that's what that petition is. Like I've read the petition cover to cover. It is disingenuous as fuck. It is covered in intellectual dishonesty about it completely misrepresents what the game is it's sensationalist it's yellow it is thoroughly moral panic you know it is yellow and yeah. i i just I, I find that just the, the matter disgusting frankly i don't like moral panic being instigated by people that don't know what they're talking about you know that don't have the facts or are willfully misrepresenting them I don't like lies. Look, like, I'm sorry, if you achieved your amazing moral goal by lying, then your goal was never moral in the first place. That's fucking think, fruit think, from the poison tree. I think we're missing the, the fun fact of this story that it's sex, sex workers saying, please don't have this game because in the game, dudes are beating up sex workers. Like, they, I mean, they have a valid point. They're, it's their job. Yeah, but you're beating up everybody else, beating too. Them up. You know, it's it's not like you specifically beat up sex workers. It's not like a it's a game about. Well, I mean, you beat up everybody. I do. <laughs> sex workers are civilians like anyone else. You can beat up anybody in the game in exactly the same way. Yeah, but it's you not targeting sex, sex workers. Then get the money back afterwards. By yeah, or alternatively, you That's can beat up civilians difference. and have them drop money. Uh, the reason they yeah. drop money is because you just gave them money. It's the same way, like if you beat up someone at an ATM, they drop money because they just because they have it. That's how it works. So. In 
in Watch Dogs, I stole like the last $2,000 out of a cancer patient's bank account. Whoa! And you're getting on me for wanting to shoot a girl and her sister earlier? I was just, Fuck I was you. playing as, you. as Watch Dogs No, no, you're all just as bad as me. You just hide it very well. Screw you guys. You're all assholes. You're all assholes, and you gave me a hard time, and it would take someone watching two and a half hours of a podcast to realize what kind of dicks you are. But if they sat through it, they know now. They know now. You're fucking assholes. Fuck you. I'm I needed that, that money to buy an AK-47. <laughs> <laughs> Dodger. Yep. Yes. I don't even remember what I was going to say anymore. I mean, okay. I don't blame you after that. But I feel like this was worth the time. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you know, since you are obviously female, therefore you have to speak for the entire gender. I do. Yes, it's true. You you do represent Look. every woman on planet Earth. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> yep. Every last one <laughs> of them. Every single one. Every single one. All races, all ages. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. yes. All There's women a... are exactly the same. There's so. an infographic that was sent to me that was like a how to know whether or not you're a privileged person. Oh, and I don't know why, <laughs> but part of it had to do with height. <laughs> and it went it went tall, um, tall, average, short, and then dodger. And I was like, why the <laughs> fuck am I on this infographic? It was sent to me. You heart sent it to me. You got and trolled. And I was like legitimately like listen looking at it like mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and then got to the height and I was like fuck you yeah. <laughs> I am I am a very non-privileged person because being dodger height gives you negative 150 privilege points uh yeah of course it does yeah obviously so I mean I would like to uh, obviously this that's a joke but I mean there are blogs on tumblr called this is thin privilege I'm like fuck you I'm fat I, I don't. I'm not jealous of thin people. I made myself this way. Fuck you. Don't start mm. with this shit. I'm yeah. repressed. Help, help! We're being repressed. I'm oh. jealous of people with good eyesight. I should make a website called Yeah Every Gaming oh, Company Out damn. There in the World. Guys, look. You, Oculus Rift. This represents thirty privilege points. I can I, if is... I if I collect two of them, I can hand them in and I get a bonus plush. It's amazing. I can't wear gunners. No. I can't wear Oculus Rift. Screw you. All these peripherals. I can't even wear Google Glass. I can't even be a douchebag if I wanted to be. And I want to be. I can't. Mm. I can't do it. Yeah. But any anyway, like, please, we're, we're not mocking the concept of privilege. Like, it obviously exists <laughs> to some degree. But we are it mocking the extremes. The extremes that some people take it to. Uh, I heard the term oppression Olympics, I think, is uh, one that's been making the rounds. Uh, that's a oppression the oppression Olympics. Olympics. Everyone's competing what? in the oppression Olympics to see if they can get the gold medal. Who is the most oppressed? But uh, back back mean, to back to the topic at hand. I, I, like when you get, I, I mean, sorry. No, I was, I was just, like, just... I, I... <laughs> okay, just go. go. Dodger gets the talk. You don't. All I was Jesse, going to say... you're privileged. Shut up. If you have That's the true. ability to talk about how oppressed you are, there's definitely somebody out there who's far more oppressed than you. Fair fucking point. Well, I, I was going to go back to the prostitutes. It's like, well, you have a Tumblr right. account. That's better than 95% of the world's population. So, Yes, you well, do all right. To the internet. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know what a latte no. is. There's no, that. I, Delicious I, is what it is. <laughs> am I right, ladies? 
And men. But I, but I, I, I was going to say, I like lattes, you privileged yeah. fuck. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> I had one this morning. No, um, I, I, I think, but going back to the topic at hand about the, the, the game, I think that I, I may, I, I'm, I feel like they might have, even, God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I feel like they might have a valid point in saying that it's a violent game. Do I think of it should be it's cool? a violent game. No, no, but no I mean, one like, was disputing they, that. I think. I think that they have a valid point to be worried. Do I think it should be pulled? No, but uh, I think you, that them saying, uh, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" You have a, the, you believe they have a, a valid point to be worried about what? Uh, I feel like I, I would say that I would. I mean, I have no experience with it, but everything that I know would assume that sex work is a very dangerous job. Yes, and I would assume that glorifying the action of I'm going to pay for sex, then beat up this person, take the money back. It makes it a little bit more dangerous. I how, how does the game say glorify that, that though? Oh, because it makes it hilarious and fun. Hell, I do it. I'm that no, I'm, that I mean, doesn't sound like the game glorifying. That sounds like you're glorifying it. It's, well, the game gave me access to it. It gave me access to something I didn't it know I could do. It gave me access to a lot of things. I, I, I've never felt yeah, the need to do that but, in but, GTA. Like, at well, all. Well, that's because you don't like to have fun, TB. But yeah, yeah, is, obviously. Wow. That's that's it. Yeah, definitely. That's the, the problem. Is, Can't is enjoy GTA unless not... you're beating up some hookers. Am I right, guys? Yeah. But I'm not. But I'm not saying. The thing is, is that it shouldn't pull the game. It it, it it's totally. Like it's just. An, I feel like it's. They have the Do... right to complain about that. Well, they, they have, have the, the right, right to complain, complain about, about it, but not to be disingenuous about it. Like they literally claim that GTA is contributing to the culture of violence against women in Australia. Fucking prove well, it! Well, that's, I mean, prove that's it! Not, that's not right. That's, no, it's, that's not an accurate It's based statement. on lies. Or at least intellectual dishonesty. That's the problem I have with it. Do video games cause violence? Overwhelmingly studies show no. End of story. I mean, it doesn't get clearer than that, right? I mean, look, we are. I agree with you on that, so I can't argue the point with you. No. I, I mean, we've said that many times. I've brought that point up myself. I think that they're, you know, whatever. I, I feel like that they, their attitude towards this, I didn't, you know, they're they allowed the to right to be offended, but these guys want this game off sale everywhere. They pick Target because it's a soft target because of the affiliation of the CEO. It says so in the petition. They want other stores to follow suit. They want this game banned. Yeah? But isn't the whole point of finally having an R rating that like you can decide for yourself whether or not you yep. want to engage in that media? Yep. Like the, To them, the very existence of this game is an affront to them. Like, they're offended right. that this piece of art exists, and I am not okay with that. And frankly, if you are offended that a piece of art exists, I don't give a shit. You, that doesn't give you any rights. You don't have the right to take it away from somebody else. And it doesn't matter mm. if they've just managed to take it off the shelves in Target and Kmart, because their intention, as they explicitly state within the petition, is they want other stores to follow suit. They want this thing gone. Right. And I am not okay with that ever it's like hey should something you know something that i here's an example right this is kind of weird but i was watching bojack horseman as you do <laughs> yes go on and they made a joke about uh, colon cancer and i kind of just skipped the next episode and it was like mm, that kind of sucks but 
did I then write and ask Bojack fucking Horseman to be taken off Netflix? No, because I'm not an idiot. I can <laughs> turn it off. I can choose not to engage. I mean, these are people that claim they're offended by looking at the front of a box. No, your rights do not extend that far. They do not trample over the rights of other people. Fuck that. It's the shit, you know, shit that's going on in the UK right now. They've just literally banned the production of a bunch of kinds of porn in the UK. Like, you literally cannot legally now produce porn in the UK that involves spanking, face-sitting, and a bunch of other things. Like, water sports. Oh, they literally claim it's a health hazard. That's too far. That's way that's, too that's far. There have yeah. been protests, uh, protests over the last couple of days about this. You should not have the fucking right to be- to- to do that. You should not. I want to know who shows up for that protest, because those <laughs> some, some very cool and brave those people, I would imagine. Watch out for. Fuck that. You, d you are censors, like and I don't care how you define censorship. You want it what? gone because it offends you. You are a censor. It's that simple. Just because you're bad at it doesn't mean you're not a well, censor. Well, it's not... But in this scenario, they're not saying it offends me. They're saying it... I believe personally that this is making people worse people, which like you can we can say like, I don't think that that's true. Which has no scientific like, I, basis in fact. Right. But you can't say that all they are is offended because they personally feel no, that, it's not that, that they're offended. They, they feel that it's they're trying to keep people from becoming worse people by playing this game. Like it's it's a it's a misguided. Yeah. I mean, I'd say that's worse than just being offended, right? Because it has no basis in fact. Yes, Jesse. This is all right. God fuck touchy subjects. Okay, mm. here's the deal, guys. Um this is Oh, also it's, they banned poem with female ejaculation in it. What? You, UK, you you're the monsters. Worst. You're monsters. <laughs> uh so, no, so this um I, I think it's very weird that I'm like coming to the defense of actually it's not. Let's be clear, if I was gonna come to the defense of anyone, it'd be sex workers. So um no. <laughs> uh, this is this is a very weird uh thing to say, but I think it's true. And at least this is the impression I've got with people. I would assume that most if it, it, it most sex workers in general are not only looked down upon, but there's a weird, like, I don't want to say subhuman. God, that sounds awful. But, like, like it's this idea well, again, this of... This touchy. Like I said, it's... Like, I don't people, know what people treat them. People treat them like things instead of people. Yeah, yes. people treat yeah. them like I, things yeah, instead totally. of people. That's and a problem. I think, the, I think the world they're in, they may be wrong in this, but, but I think their point is a valid one when you consider the people who visit sex workers, the people who, who use their services, don't view them as people. They view them as right. a way to get off, and then they, they leave, and they pay them money, and it's a, it's a thing. And I feel like this I is I feel one you're those... massively generalizing the people that visit sex workers here. Well, I don't know any. Exactly. Unless I'm about to find out something so you're right guessing. now. But, no, but it's, but it's something that, I mean, I, I, I like... I'm a big documentary dude, and I watch stuff like this all the time. And I get like when when shit. There's been 12 billion things on HBO over the years that are like them going to talk with sex workers, and it's this, it's 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 again generalization. Please don't send me your damn messages. I won't respond. I don't give a oh, shit. Oh, too late. It's but already the, happening. But the idea is like if they're seen as less than 
a person and they're seen as an object or a thing or subhuman in some way, then the idea that it's okay to beat them up and take their money back, like to them is a, they, they truly fear that. And I yes. would be willing to extend that belief that yes, okay, they believe that's something that would happen. And this is one of those things like, like most people, I feel like Dodger's right. Like they can Tumblr and tweet and do all this shit. Like, but if your job is, is banging for money, there's an inherent, like, I don't know, just thing there that people see you in a different light. And so if it makes you less mm -hmm. than a person, you're more willing to treat them less than a person. And that same thing has happened throughout history. It happened. Exactly. When, I mean. The same thing happened throughout history. This is not a new thing that GTA has suddenly brought on. GTA is a shitty, shitty world. And it represents but, the worst aspects of modern and society. And they fear that, though. They, they, and they, they fear what that additional push can bring. And I, I agree with you. But I don't, I don't think, think it's an additional push. It's fantasy. The I real agree. world is far worse than GTA. But, uh, but I'm, what I'm saying is that, you know, it, 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 all it took was a little desensitizing a little bit more and you have you know mm. God, it's such a trite thing but you you have horrible atrocities that are committed throughout history because people are like that's the whole us versus them and you don't yes like, it, I, yeah it's how it always always works and i feel like this is another one of those scenarios that's just like be, if, if they're already seen that way by many people it doesn't take everyone it just takes a few freaking whack jobs then it, it's it, it's to them this is a very big thing and i yeah it I is mean, I, I don't i don't disagree to them it's a big thing but that doesn't give them the right to censor media which is what they are attempting to do the fact that they have not ma managed to fully achieve this does not mean that that's not what they are attempting here's, to here, do and this this all desensitized well i just let, let me make the point by desensitization okay. right. again there is no scientific evidence to support this this is the idea that GTA is somehow the thing which pushes people into violence against sex workers is ludicrous. It, it there's it's, no proof of that. I don't I don't think that they're worried about the it having already happened. They're worried about it being a future thing. And I would I mean, here's what I would say at the end of the day. They have every right in the world to make a petition saying that they don't want this to exist. Sure. And, and they yeah. should continue to do that. If that's truly what they believe, they should continue to do it. At the same time, Target and companies have should be like, we can do whatever the hell we want. Like, they shouldn't bow down to the pressure. And I feel like right. a company that does that is just as bad as someone who's like, oh, you have to change everything you do because of what we believe. And I feel like in this case, the, the sex workers involved have every right to be like, this is, we are afraid of this. And the companies involved have every right to be like, well, tough. And we and respect your point know. of view, but at the end of the day, customer choice comes first. And also at the end of the day, there is no proof that anything that what you're saying is actually something that happened. You know, we're I talking with customer choice comes first. We're, we're mostly talking about, this is a slippery slope fallacy for the most part, a lot of this. It's like, well, where will this lead? Well, nowhere, because that's how the slippery slope fallacy works. It won't necessarily lead anywhere. You first have to establish a causal link between this video game and this violent activity. If you fail to establish this, then as far as I'm concerned, your opinions based on that can be safely dismissed because they are not supported by scientific evidence. And I understand if you've had bad experiences in your life, you know, I, it, 
the, the fact that sex workers are demonized in the way that they are, I think is abhorrent. It's disgusting. The attitude of the UK in particular to them, I find to be morally abhorrent. Just absolutely horrible. And I think that the, across the globe, that industry should be properly protected, properly regulated. The, it's the oldest mm -hmm. industry in the world, the, old, the world's oldest profession. And yet we still treat it like shit. That is ridiculous. This sex negative, puritanical attitude needs to go the fuck away because I believe that that has a lot to do with it. Because you know, we're talking about you know, treating these people as subhuman. That's what leads to the violence, surely. When you dehumanize someone, you are more willing to do horrible things to them. Where's the root of that? The root is perhaps the fact that sex workers are pariahs in society and that this view has been pushed for centuries, millennia that sex is a bad thing and that sex workers are the lowest of the low. That needs to be fixed. Banning GTA doesn't do any of that. That doesn't help at all. I mean, God, I, I, I get upset about this because I really do because there are, there are people genuinely suffering in the world with the deep rooted societal problems that we currently have. And this is what we choose to spend our time on. I mean, fuck, like, <laughs> These people don't understand how to fix society. I don't either. I'll freely admit that, but at least I don't fucking pretend to. GTA 5 is a pretty good game, by the way. You should probably play it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think it's a fantastic game. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> either way, at the end of the day, the UK needs to allow spanking in their Yes, porn. it does. Because, like, like damn, that's... You've, you've taken away everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. UK porn wasn't that good to begin with, it, though. But, and know. female ejaculation. Look. Dodgers I would join those protests. I would join those protests. <laughs> Be like, no mm. way. Be good times. Well, that's about the end of the show. Uh, should we do mm. releases and then wrap it up? That sounds like a good idea. Sure. Today, uh, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney Trilogy came out for the 3DS. Uh, Lara Croft and the Temple of Osiris came out for PS4. Yep, it's out for PC as well. It's the four-player co-op successor to The Guardian of Light. It's getting mm. middling reviews at the moment. Scourge Outbreak for PS3 Network. Mm -hmm. That Scourge... I can't remember. Was that... That's not the Metroidvania one, is it? I think that's mm. actually a co-op shooter, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, Gianna Sisters Twisted Dreams Director's Cut for PlayStation Ooh. 4. Came out that's today. A, that's Gianna on PS4. For some stuff. reason, you don't own a PC that cannot run that. You know, that's a great game. Good platformer. Very good. Uh, Fly Hunter Origins for PlayStation Network Vita. Fly Hunter? What? Mm -hmm. What the fuck is that? I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm looking it Something up. Something really cool. Oh, you are quite literally a fly that is hunting people. <laughs> huh. Well, well, they should call it a hunter fly then, not fly hunter. That mm. sends the backwards message. Yeah. <laughs> this is and something I mean... that we should probably be petitioning on this particular subject. No, actually, you are hunting flies. No, that was, the screenshot was misleading advertising. You are hunting flies, and there's frogs involved in some way. Okay. Um, on an alien planet. Game, there's also a game named Juju came out today for PlayStation 3 Network. Uh, okay. Tack, uh, you're not talking... Oh. No, there's actually two Juju games. So there's Tack and the Power of Juju. But this is... Mm. Oh, this is by Flying Wild Hog. What? As in the same guys that made Shadow Warrior. It's, mm. a, it's a platformer. And there appears to be a turtle involved. And this pink thing... Uh, 
This is my flying wild hog? It is. Well, that's... that's it is. It, I mean, this level appears to be made entirely of ice cream. This is uh, something of a departure from Shadow Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. That's a game that exists. Uh, Rock Boshers DX Director's Cut for PlayStation Ro 4. Boshers? Yeah. Oh, not a clue. Uh, uh, it's... It's a game about boshing rocks, I assume. Oh, of course. Help young Queen Victoria fight her way across Mars and attempt to escape home in the exceedingly retro arcade Hello, event. Hello, what? That may not have exactly <laughs> been what I expected. See amazing sights. You journey across Mars drawn from an eye-popping palette of 15 colors. How about we Ooh. don't do that? <laughs> it's apparently in the style of a ZX Spectrum game. Yes, uh, no. I, no. This is uh, not next the Next up. Tennis in the face for PlayStation 4. Do you just call it that that one Tennis in eye. the face? What? That's what it says. That. Tennis it in the like face. It's Angry Birds, but you're a guy playing with a tennis. That's what it looks like. I've been looking at images and videos. You're a dude yep. with a tennis racket and a ball, angry birding. Cops, I guess. Yes, that, that appears to be it. There's clowns in the face as well. Oh, I had a lot of hope for this game. I saw the title and immediately went to go yep. look it up, and I yep. was thoroughly disappointed. No, no sitting on the Super face, though. Not in the UK. Not in the UK, <laughs> no, certainly you not. You can have some tennis in the face. You but... monsters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, lastly, today is Suikoden 2, the PlayStation 1 classic on PlayStation 3. Ooh, Great. Suikoden. Great. I, used to, I, I used to call it either Suikoden or Sukuden. Both of these were incorrect. Suikoden. Yes. On December 11th, Final Fantasy 14 2, 13-2, 13-2 on PC. Uh, Blaz Blue Continuum Shift Extend for PC. <laughs> well, hopefully that version is a little bit better than the last one. I'm pretty sure the last one didn't even have online multiplayer, which kind of missed the point. Yeah. Uh, Lucadian Chronicles for Wii U. What? I don't know what that is. How the hell do you spell that? L-U-C-A-D-I-A-N Chronicles. L-U-C-A? A-D-I-A-N. Um... Okay. I found literally one art. That can't be right. The, yeah, there's not a lot of information on this at all. I don't know what this wow. is. Wow. Wow. Yeah, no, I... What? Lucadian? I have... I, there, I ah, can't find... Okay. I think I'm at... Is that... A... It's a card game. Ah. It okay. It's a card game by Dark Roast Entertainment. There you go. That's all I know. Uh, and then finally, Zeo Drifter for 3DS E. Hmm. Shop. Um, on December 12th, Halo Spartan Strike for PC. Not true anymore. They delayed it. Uh, oh. So uh, they, uh, their excuse for that was they wanted to fix Master Chief Collection first because it's a broken piece of shit. That was not their exact words, but you get the idea. Right, totally. What? Of course. What? Uh, the King of Fighters 98 Ultimate Match Final Edition for PC. I'll believe yes. that final edition part when I see it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. King of the Fight is 98 Fires. final edition. All right. I, <laughs> I'm sure the final edition of it actually came out in 98. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's it until next Tuesday. Mm. All right, then. Fair enough. Okay, cool. Let's uh, talk about what, what we're going to be doing this week. We'll start with our special guest, Mr. Northern Lion. What's going to be coming up on the channel? Oh, wait. Let me guess. Right. I'm not going to take you guys for a, a yarn here. <laughs> I'm going to play a lot. <laughs> A lot of the Binding of Isaac uh, uh -huh. Rebirth on YouTube.com slash Northern Lion. If you're interested in seeing videos of that, 
you can. I put up like several hours of it every single day. I also do a live show on Twitch Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, I also do Paradox Grand Strategy multiplayer games with other Paradox content creators like Quill18, Arumbo7, and Mathis Games. Uh, so there's one Europa Universalis 4 video a day. And I'll probably take a look at uh, Distance, the pseudo-sequel to Nitronic Rush that entered early access yeah, today. Yeah, that's going to look really interesting. Nitronic Rush was amazing. Absolutely fantastic. It was really good. Oh, yeah. And that's it. Oh, yeah. Jesse. Yeah, um... I uh, I guess I'm gonna wrap maybe. Look, look, fuck Shadow of Mordor. I'm I'm done. I'm I finally came across a nemesis that I can't beat. And chat's like, you're so awful. Why can't you fuck all of you? I just <laughs> his name's like Orlock the Large, and he's a dickhole. And I hate him. And he keeps killing me. And he's in he's immune to everything. And I get no second chances. F that game. I just want to beat it, but I'm not beating it until I beat that guy. So uh, one day I may finally, I may finally beat Shadow of Mordor. Uh, Dragon Age and Far Cry. Far Cry's come along fine. We discovered, we discovered something called Demon Fish. Uh, F Far Cry for including uh, sharks in the mountains. You guys are assholes. <laughs> they managed and, it um, somehow. And uh, I'll probably put up the two and a half so hour stream of Freedom Planet I did, uh, and just let that exist on the internet. I guess a lot of people were like, they really wanted to watch it. So I'll probably throw that up this week at some point. And um, yeah, I would. There you go. YouTube.com slash Jesse Cox. Bam. Done. Dodger. Hi. Hello. Uh, I have two YouTube channels. YouTube.com slash press start to continue. Uh, we are still doing Dandelion, still doing Sherlock. I just put up a demo for an Otome game called Alice Alice. And that's very silly, but that's a thing that exists on the internet now. Um, and at the end of this week, we've got a new Welcome to the Fandom, so look out for that. And then my other channel is youtube.com slash dexteritybonus, where I vlog and drink coffee and talk about my cats. And I would love to have you on either of those channels. And on all of the social medias, I'm at dexbonus, D-E-X-B-O-N-U-S. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing this week, TB? Yeah, TB. I don't even know. Stuff. All right. Well, thanks, guys. See you next time. All right. Well, bye. Bye. Stuff. More Hearthstone. It's going to be a fairly Hearthstone-heavy week, I think. I think I'm about ready to do my, as you've heard, about ready to do my video on Dragon Age. So it'll be good to get that out of the way. I want to do my video on the crew. I've got to put some more time into it. I just can't be bothered because it's so fucking boring. It's... I, I just, I don't feel compelled to play the crew, but I guess I'm going to have to play more of it. And after that, well, I mean, I need to go back and do stuff like Freedom Planet, which was good, you know, and stuff that I missed in the past few months. I need to go back and do that. So, yes, there will be, there will be content. Even if it's probably mostly virtual card games, there will be content. It will happen. And, of course, the show will be up. If you happen to be watching it right now on the channel, the show's already up, if you haven't already realized it. And hopefully you'll be seeing a co-optional animated this week. I believe that is the plan. I will go... Uh, I'd say I would go uh, crack the whip, but that's now illegal in the UK, so we can't be doing that. <laughs> you have been watching the co-optional podcast. Please do go follow us. You can find our channel names below, right here. See, look at those. Look at those. Yes, you can go visit them. You can go subscribe to them if you so desire. Click the annotation. You can go follow us on Twitter. You can... Follow me at uh, twitter.com slash totalbiscuit. You can follow twitter.com slash jessiecox, twitter.com slash dexbonus, and twitter.com slash northernlionlp. Yes? 
I don't want to talk about the dude who owns Twitter.com slash Northern Lion. What He's a 45-year-old British school teacher asshole. <laughs> He's only tweeted once in 2009. On half term, yes, I'm teacher. You're on. Getting paid next week, but has all accounted for. That, that doesn't even make sense. That's not a real sentence. <laughs> this guy's an asshole. But he is a father, Christian, teacher, cyclist, dog lover, dog walker, Wait, eBay have, and rehab. Have you him? Love film, love radio, him? hate soaps, eclectic taste in music. Millwall. Yeah, he's from Millwall. That's good enough reason to hate him. 44 years old and a wanker. Wait, if he hasn't tweeted since 2009, you can actually petition Twitter and be like, this you guy can, doesn't yeah. exist anymore and get yeah, it. Yeah, you actually can. Maybe I will. Maybe do, it, yeah, will. do it. Do it, bro. That's Maybe all I got, Jesse Cox. Jesse Cox was like some douchebag who never tweeted and I took it from him. Ha! I stole it from you! Millwall. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you've been watching the Corpsal Podcast. Thank you very much for watching, and we will see you next time. Goodbye.